better fasten up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Yo, this told the referee, you know what I mean? And I'm about to bring y'all some history. We got the best of both worlds, and I got the Get Fresh crew. Poop, poop. Hey, baby, wake up from your sleep. We have arrived onto the future, and the whole world is become... Welcome back, all you Get Fresh crew out there. We're about to dive into a small amount of books that DC has given us this week and hopefully, hopefully have some fun along the way. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Warner. And this is episode number 266 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. 266. Oh my. Are we going to have fun, Eric? Is that what you're planning hopefully. on? <laughs> hopefully. Uh, yes, that would be nice. Hey, welcome to the official and official podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com. Uh, yeah, like Eric said, there's not a lot of books. There's not a lot at all. And it, it's a weird you know, way they play it. At the beginning of each month, it seems like you don't have a lot. Then that third week, you get hit hard. And then sometimes it's a crapshoot for the end. But oh. they need some new books. And I think that the problem is also a, a lot of these books here. are ending. Really, I know. You ever go to a crapshoot? It's not, not the greatest purpose. place. It's not the greatest place. You end up, you don't want to be in the front row, a crapshoot or a Gallagher. Uh, kind of, you don't want to be on either front row, Eric. You don't want to be in that zone. Uh, don't worry, I got my splash guard poncho. Your splash, you do. You have that. You use that for your your movie with the you know, with the Transylvania trans. I, I don't know what you're saying to me. You know what I'm saying. That's <laughs> you know, with my movie, the Transylvanias. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know the Transylvanias. That, that thing. Uh, we end up <laughs> having a couple fun. books, and there is. I told you uh, that's why I asked you. I knew. Uh, ahead that it was going to, and I'm screeching, halt this thing. Uh, we have a lot of books ending, some ending next week. So you're Maybe not getting podcast. a lot of new books. <laughs> so you don't have a lot of new books because it seems as if, especially in the regular scope of things, in the regular DCU, because they're not going to start a book now with 5G coming in the horizon. And they just don't have a lot of books out. And it's Did you kind say of Verizon 5G? Little, no, 5G. Oh. Yeah, 5G. I, I'm, I'm just not, I'm kind of depressed about it all. I'm, I need something new. Everything feels stale. And with this we're whole, there, we're, we're in a there. holding pattern right now. I don't want to be in a holding pattern. Well, I don't want to be and a crapshoot. Rocky Horror Picture Show is the movie that I was talking about, Eric, and you didn't even catch on No, there. no, I know exactly um, what it was. Oh, did you now? <laughs> Now you do. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and my sight's on your hind, Eric. Oh, this is why I didn't want to do it. That's how we play that game. But if you want to find us on the intro, so why wouldn't you? After this stupid <laughs> intro, uh, go over to Twitter. We are Weird Science DC. You can go on to our website, which is weirdsciencedccomics.com. That is award-winning in Eric's heart. And we also have a Patreon. Now, later on, I'm going to mention something else, but I won't mention it until we actually do it. Just in case I don't do it, but I'll give you a little <laughs> hint. I'll give you a hint. This is a James Titus story. We're going to beat him it's, on the bush here. <laughs> it involves the designer. The, no, it's the Rent and Rave line. The Rent and Rave line should be coming back full force this week. We'll see. We <laughs> shall like see. Should be. Yeah, should be. We'll see. We'll see if Jimmy Boy gets tired, but we'll see how it goes. And we didn't get a lot of calls for the first week because we only really announced it on the Patreon full bore, but we'll see how it goes. But that should be back. But I'll. I'll talk about that later i'll give you the details right. of that one thing else we also have is the patreon patreon.com 
slash weird science where you can go and get a ton of shows including a weekly spotlight for the dc comics that's picked by the badasses of the get fresh crew and this past week they did pick young justice number 13 and Eric didn't like it that no. much. And Joker, Harley Criminal Sanity number three. I liked it. I, I know the person who did like Young Justice number 13. Just go to Combo Groundup. There's a bunch. Which one do you want to pick from? Oh, I mean, there's I, a I, bunch I of people who legitimately liked it. Oh, oh, now, now I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that now. I only know those hacks. Uh, but you end up with uh, those two books. They are on the Patreon spotlight. If you want to listen to those, go over. If you want to listen to last week's podcast, I that do. was Patreon only. It seems weird. I, I'm having a t- uh, problem adjusting to this whole regular feed. I think that we might want to go back to doing some Patreon only stuff. Yeah. You know, right, Eric? You, you with me? Sure. Now, I just, I, it, it feels weird tonight. I don't know. And I think I will. Continue feeling weird as we go on. That's just a prediction from me. I'm not sure that that's really the case. But oh, Eric, the people who picked the books, I, I did say their name. What was their name? What, what was their the, name? They were the badasses of the Get Fresh. That crew. was the badasses the of the Get Fresh crew. Deep dupe, and this is their a roll call. Here the we go. Over here, here we go. Hey, fool. That's what they say. We have T Funk, Lawrence Lee, Niels Tewart. Our man, Rob Lewis, Fertile Akachuk, and I've already lost my space. We have Dalton Edom, Christian Fultz, Ken Halleck, Lady Abby, Nick Adams, Mark Jager, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja. We also have Justice League Unlimited, Mark there. He's, he's going well. We have Eric G., David Fink, Manship. Manship, there's a bunch of issues coming out in the near future that he's going to be fooled by by these specials and stuff. We have Brandy Murray up there in Buffalo. We have Bobby, Reggie. We have Bill from the Bat Pod, which you should go listen to. Ian, Admiral Whiskers, Sep9, I call him. Brennan, Forrest Pauly, Tony Walton, Joey Bear Costco, Joseph Watch, Sick Comp Boom Rocky, who has a YouTube channel that you should check out. D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Carlos, Pete from NYC. My man, Pete Brown, I see he's in India. Paulie P, way down under. We have the cellar dweller, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double Aaron, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, Lone Wolf Marv, and Ruben. I know you were laughing because you didn't think I was going to get to the end, but I did perfectly. Uh, I will also say if I missed your name, I apologize. <laughs> perfectly. <because> that happens <laughs> quite often, and I don't mean to do that, but hey, it does happen. Uh, but Look, that's he never that, means Eric. it. It's just you got to understand, Jim is a screw-up. I am. Also, I have a really, I yeah, <laughs> carrying on that tradition. From way back. I, I end up with this whole deal. I'm an OG screw up. <laughs> I, I end up with my mouse button. My mouse scroll wheel is so weird. Yes, that when I first it's so weird do that you it, can't stop fidgeting with this. You're scrolling well, when, everywhere. Well, that's true. But when I go to do it, it either goes too far, kind of like you right now, or it ends up Me doing a thing where it goes backwards first, then forward. Then I'm confused. I don't know what's going on, and I end up missing some people. It's Can not my intent. Can you just push like the down on the keyboard? I try. No, because I I end up because I fidget with this. I have two stop blankets. Fidgeting. I have two blankets over. You should see. It looks like my computer. You Crazy sleepover. It's there. It's all wrapped up I, I in blankets. I think the computer's feeling a little sick tonight. I better wrap I it up in the, the computer. In, in I the blankets. Good night, right? As we're I'll going, make you I have some two blankets. Computer. I'm, my, my hand is sweating 
like a pig. It's going on. It's crazy. But yeah, you can't hear me clicking, do you? As we're talking, doing this, I am scrolling up and down doing Stop this it. nonsense. It ends up really screwing me up. I can't. I can't help it. That's Look, just me. I, I'm going to help you be out me. now. I'm going to bring some toys over that you can actually fidget with a little bit there. How about that? No, we all hear you doing that. (laughs) You can shut your mouth. We all hear you clicking and the clacking going on when when we're talking right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just just the way I roll, as the kids say nowadays. But, uh, I mean, really, we have that. There you go. Give me a little bit of a noise of what do you have there? What are you playing with right now? Oh, this is the uh, the, uh, War for Cybertron Siege Crosshairs. You stole my dreams, Eric. Oh, my. (laughs) I don't know what you just said. What what is it? This is the Transformers War for Cybertron Siege Crosshairs figure. Crosshairs. Crosshairs have a big gun, I would suppose. Yes, he does. Yeah, he has a big gun. Does he transform into a gun? No, no. He transforms into a Cybertronian minivan, it seems like. I I freaking hate those ones that transform into a gun because all I can think of, it's just going to fall down on the ground. You mean Megatron? Yeah, yeah, really. But th- you have to have somebody else hold him, yeah. though. And, and sc- that doesn't, what, does he just want to be held is what I think. He's just upset See, that uh, he doesn't have any personal say, touch. Guns don't kill people. Transformers that turn into guns that are helped by other Transformers. Ends up grabbing the Transformer kill. that turns into the gun that was the Transformer. I just imagine it falling there and him yelling, come on, guys, somebody, pick me up. Nah, let's leave him there. And then he's screwed because until he gets touched, it is a thing that he can't transform back, right? Well, don't worry. He needs Megatron to be used. was just destroyed and then remade in the Galvatron. Now he can turn into a cannon. Is Galvatron a a tire? Is that what he is? I said he's, he's like a, a Galvatron. Oh. oh, so what he does is he makes sure anything he says is in the continuity. Is what you're telling the me. Most he's amazing cannon. writer there he's, is right he's now. He's Galvatron. the new Transformer cannon. He just runs around and yells and he's like, you know what I'd like, people? I'd like uh, my little pony to be up in there here, joint. There you have it, Eric. It's coming out. I'm done with you, so Galvatron. He is cannon. He is turning into cannon, but enough of that talk. Eric, we're going to now go off to some books. It's time for the meat and cheese of the podcast. It's time for meat and cheese. It's time for meat and cheese. It is. Uh, he prefers the American cheese and ham. He's a ham and cheese guy. That wrong turn. Is he uh, at one point, Do we even know well, him anymore? 
No, we don't. We don't. Sadly, sadly, we lost our wrong turn. And uh, at one point, remember when he was on a diet that bit and he ended up going home and he's like, I'm on a diet. I only ate six ham and cheese. And like, I don't know what that means there, pal. Uh, but here we are. It was Enough of that day. wrong turn. It's time for meat and cheese. It was his cheat day. I didn't have a great cheat day. I ended up on my whole what is 30. A great I had my che- a great cheat day. I was having a variety of foods that uh. you wanted to eat all month. I only ended up really eating most stuff Oreos and then also going to a sushi place. That's all I did. I ate so much of that damn sushi place that I couldn't eat anymore. I fell asleep. And I woke up and I lost my my hours. It was almost midnight and I had nothing. I had nothing to show for my cheat day. But I did have a lot of sushi, a lot of sushi. And they tried to screw us. They tried to screw us royally. How's that? Uh, they, well, they end up, you have to eat everything. It's an all-you-can-eat, but they make it to order. Me and Logan ordered our first, uh, you know, pretty much plate, but it's a huge tray. And we didn't realize how many things come into the first place. And we ended up getting like 48 you know, rolls of sushi uh, the first time and we ate them all. We were pretty stuffed. And I said, you know what? I really would like those two things that we had. Would you be able to split them with me? And we ended up doing it. And they ended up giving us an extra eight of something. I don't even know what it was. And we had to eat it if they were going to charge us extra. I was shoving this stuff down my throat, just trying desperately not to be charged. And we were taken along. Finally, they brought the, the, bill over and then i realized okay we're we're in the clear still i said i don't want them to charge us extra on the cart afterwards so i had logan get like five pieces and put it in a napkin and we ran out with them and threw them away that's what we did they ain't gonna get me paying extra right yeah that's what it says it even says it on there's a big sign and it says it twice on the menu i'm like i'm not gonna get i don't know what they mean by that is it like one piece of rice why do you ask like what's the going i did they didn't understand anything i was saying and uh they were very nice though it was very oh, nice yeah. and and in on all the yelp reviews would say like most of it gave five stars but the ones who were bad like they're jerks they're this i'm like no they were very nice logan got some tea i had a diet coke I just Eric, imagine I was they're used- all psychopaths like you they're all jerks they made us pay they made yeah. us pay for extra yeah. stuff that we didn't yeah, want we were, had to go out I'm there we you. had to throw stuff away on the slide we did i didn't i didn't ask for that but i was like i'm gonna make sure that they can't charge that actually the the two girls that waited on us were okay this one guy he was kind of a weirdo he was a bit of a jerk he he kept on you know sticking his nose up at us with our stuff i ended up having chopsticks and uh you know when they give you the chopsticks you know when they give you the chopsticks and you break them apart because they're connected at the top in the thing I just keep them together on the top, and then I can use them. I was using those. They didn't do very well, but it was kind of fancy. You skewering everything, stabbing yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was stabbing everything, including Logan. Saying, you better eat some more. I ended up eating almost 60 things of sushi. that, And I, I'm telling you, it was way too much. We're having a lot of problems, but I never got ill. I didn't feel queasy or anything. I was afraid of that, uh, but I didn't. I felt okay. I just felt stuffed, and then I passed out. I woke up after midnight no. having to do the Marvel. Uh, podcast. As a person who doesn't like, you know, I don't go for sushi. The idea actually just throws me off. So I've never had it like, you know, and I probably never will. But let's say let's compare it to a buffalo wing. Would you say one piece of sushi is like a buffalo wing? Uh, I would probably say one piece of sushi. Uh, the way it would fill you up would probably be two or three. Okay. Wings. So I had like the equivalent of 180 wings. Or so. it, I'm telling you, because it is a lot of, uh, it's a lot of, uh, what's it called? 
uh, what am I saying? A lot of rice and stuff like that. So it does fill you up. But yeah, I had about 60 deal. Each one is about three wings. So mm. then I had tons, tons. I, I was stuffed. I ended up telling Brett uh, what I had and showed him this picture. He seemed impressed. He seemed to be impressed with what I ate. And even Ruben in, in the Slack, even Ruben? he's like, it looks good, but I don't know all that travel from some sort of coast to you guys. I'm like, how far do you think we are from the coast? We're about an hour and a half, two hours from the coast. And he thought we were like 12, 13 hours. And like there are planes and refrigeration as well. But yeah, yeah it was my pretty watch. good. But hey, here we are. Talk about books. Talk about the books. Oh, my. We have ton. Me, me and you together are going to talk about three books, uh, two uh, in this section. Then we're going to go off. I'm going to do some things. I'm going to you know, play around, maybe do some nonsense storytelling. <laughs> Eric, I'm going to be in the basement of the Justice League, Hall of Justice. Blah, blah, blah. I, I got know. time for that. Uh, <laughs> we're going to end up having to do uh, some things to fill in a little space, but it's not going to be a very long podcast. But the books that we're talking about tonight and the ones we already talked about over on the Patreon, all that, you can read the actual written reviews. Over at the site, we're at sciencedccomics.com, and you'll see that there are other people doing some of these reviews, and they might have differing opinions of us. And it's not the greatest books, this podcast. I actually thought it was going to be. Uh, I I had read one of these, which is the first one we're going to start with, your book. And I was like, okay, I'm down. Maybe this other stuff, Batman, Justly Goddessy, it'll be pretty cool. We'll have a positive spin on everything. Eh. Not really, but what are we starting with? What are we starting with? We got Just League number 40 written by Robert Venditti with art by Doug Mankey, Richard Friend, David Baron, 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 Baron. Tom Napolitano. The Just League is back with a brand new story that doesn't have anything to do with the Justice Doom War or anything from the previous issue, but that's okay because what we do have is an interesting plot involving the Eradicator cloning Daxamites in order to recreate Krypton by taking over Earth. If that was enough, we had some great art and the tightest continuity to all the other books that we've ever seen out of this title. Yeah, well, I the, say the ever, thing that, but this title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the the thing about it is, uh, I think that where you have some problems with Scott Snyder and continuity is he was kind of led to be the guy who gave us the continuity. So when he ended up doing stuff, it did end up changing some things, not showing some things. And I, I don't continuity, more explanations. Even though people are confused about this issue as well and the thing that got me right away is you don't have a continuation of what we just read we ended up with justice league 39 the justice league seemingly dead but not dead perpetua thinks they're dead yes the quintessence has shielded them from her so that she remains thinks they're dead and they go through an open door to go fight the good fight to see if they can stop all this nonsense in the universe now we're having a pause on that that's going to pick up in the summer with Scott Snyder and uh, Greg Capullo doing what people are terming still metal too, Electric it Pupilo. seems. So the problem with this is I wanted and I really almost needed them to come into this Just League book. And I said to a lot of people, this Just League book must take place in the past at some point before the ending that we saw at 39. And that's not the case. No. It's continuing on kind of disregarding that, that that ending that we just had. Now Scott Snyder, possibly, who really oh, doesn't have do more at this point, yeah, just so he yeah, can tell a story. Yeah. And and you have Scott Snyder. It's not. I don't know if it's not his place, but it kind of isn't his place to remark on when a story takes place. He claims this takes place before issue number thirty nine. Is a little bit of tidbits in here do not seem to make that 
seem to be true. And Robert Venditti, as far as continuity wise, as far as I can see, he's not he's not talking about that. People have asked and he's like, we'll see. He kind of, you know, alludes to things. Now, there is one big thing that he actually had to get on Twitter and say what it was that we'll get to. That is an Alfred sighting in this. That's not really what it is. And that's where you're saying where you're saying about the continuity being the tightest. Me and you have talked about it and you convinced me of it. You ended up making me like this issue a lot more than I did. It's because we end up having the personal issues of each character in their own books showing up in this book. This is bringing the bags with them here. Yeah. It's a crisis of baggage. It is. And uh, so you have Superman still dealing with his identity. You have Barry with the flash, uh, the speed force being wonky. You have Wonder Woman. At least she's got some of her weapons. She doesn't doesn't seem to be that upset about things, but does even mention the JLD is not available. What are they doing? I mean, really, magic stuff. Magic's in trouble, Jim. What's Bobo doing? He's sitting there drunk. That's what she means. What could they possibly be doing without Wonder Woman? That's not magic stuff. But you you end up. You don't want to have that bleed into. Two this. teams. I'm, I'm telling you. They, what else don't you uh, like? There, Superman. Well, I don't like cheeseburgers that have uh, you know uh, pickles on it. And I also don't like magic. Well, I can I can't help you with the pickles, but I have a team of magic. No, no, I don't. Uh, but you also have Batman dealing with the whole deal with uh, Alfred being dead. And then you also have John, who is out of the Green Lantern Corps, which I really didn't really think that that was the case. You know, you kind of throw that in here as well, that he is no longer part of the Green Lantern Corps, though. He likes to wear the uniform still. Well, that's the thing. And, like, did you get the idea that he wasn't a part of it? I know he's not. Yeah, like, he said. He said he's done. Okay. Because I'm he, saying, he like, said, Sodom Yacht was, at one point, he was like, you know, like uh, when the last time we saw this whole thing, you know, John was almost like the leader of the Green Lantern Corps. He stepped down from that at this point, And I know he has the Green Lantern ring now. I mean, the, uh, the tattoo ring instead tattoo. of the actual thing, but I don't know. I just didn't really see it as him being just like done, done out of the Green Lantern Corps. He's, who is this guy? I didn't either until who is this guy? He's a former member of the Green Lantern Corps like me. Oh, my. I didn't know you stepped down, John. I didn't know who I'd find here. I mean, it's there's uh, two panels that pretty much spell out that John has quit, that he is now just a member of the Justice League. And maybe that's uh, Van Diddy saying it's ridiculous to still be a Lantern and be on the Justice League. It's just an odd thing that was thrown in there uh, that I didn't realize. I didn't think that he was out like that. But when we start off the issue, we end up having somebody crash into Earth saying eradicate, eradicate. And you kind of thought, and we knew that the Eradicator story was coming. Uh, you almost thought that this was going to be the Eradicator, but it's not. It's, <laughs> it's Sodom a Yacht. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Sodom Yacht who then just goes crazy and starts attacking and they explain that it's because he's not used to the yellow sun because uh, he's a daxamite you oh, go yeah, through I'm this the whole now. thing that with his body falling on earth like that he's getting doused with the yellow sun like giving the powers back to him but he's also being affected by the lead in the freaking like in the world that like is his weakness so, like he doesn't have to be around it but the being being vulnerable to lead is one of the worst things like i don't know if he was ever given the cure by brainiac 5 like monel was in order for him to hang out like this but he yeah. is not in a good place right now coming after you know crash landing on earth and being doused like this yeah and he just goes you know ham he starts you know shooting heat vision at people this he's is just yelling ever bring back kryptonians or daxamites because they always just freak out immediately and just have like yeah. the power of a god so you always have to take them down 
and that's when it's going down. And they are, you know, that when they realize gone. what What's it the is. problem when we bring I them know. back? And, and when they realize what it is, they they have, you know, Batman, you know, assume positions. They're all doing their thing. And it's, it's okay. Now, the other thing, I will bring it up. And I know that you get angry and you say that I should not, that I shouldn't bring it up, but you get angry about it. Sodom Yacht has been It's a weird hill rebirth. for you to die on that you're like, oh, it, that's I'm just Sam saying, Humphrey. He, he has it. been in Rebirth, though. But that's the problem is you can't just pick and choose. Choose your continuity based on if a guy That's knows what, what he's Humphrey's doing. Did. I'm saying though, but unfortunately, the continuity is the last appearance of things. And Sodom Yacht was in Sam Humphrey's Green, Green Lantern. Uh-huh. Now, this is the thing. This is now the latest. It's in, I'm so you can wipe that That's, out. It's a weird but thing. it's still it's like is if Jean-Paul Bauer, as your Batman showed up here and said, "Well, he was Batman right here." I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. Well, I'm saying if you don't like the Justice League Odyssey and think it's nonsense, uh, you would get upset of things being thrown out there. When we ended up having Asriel and Starfire there in the Hall of Justice when you had the truth and all that from Superman. And we were like, boy, that doesn't make sense. Uh, I just – you end up – the, the continuity is only as good as the last appearance. Yeah. I'm saying this is Sodom the next. This is the now the last though, appearance. Being a part of the Green Lantern Corps with the Ion entity and the Ion yeah. suit, it, it doesn't nonsense. make any sense. It didn't make sense. But somebody this picks else. Up when we left off of Green Lantern Uprising or the whole thing yeah. where we had the the Derlins trying the to deal. take over the Daxams and figure out a way to like you know take on their form so they can be unstoppable. And that's the last so time. So what I'm saying saw is now out. we can now kind of say okay this is the new thing and they're not Uh, but the thing is sam humphrey's writing things you also have other people looking after him that let that go as well and that was nonsense but it was everybody else well i'm sure we'll see that again at some point because somebody in the future will read his run and like that and use it it just it's in continuity he just didn't know what the hell he was doing and you see a lot of people still that green lanterns was great that was well yeah it had jessica and Simon, that was great, but he, like you said a couple of minutes ago, he had no idea what he was doing. No. He was just throwing things out he there. Had the I just wanted to back. remind people, though. Rage seed? Yeah, nothing. It's up your butt and around the corner. Uh, you end really? up where if really? people do say, yes, if people do say, you know, oh man, we haven't seen Sodom yet. That's not true, though. Who knows what the hell Sam Humphreys was doing? And it's kind of funny actually thinking about it, saying, yeah, Venditti's like, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I'm changing this back. Because Sodom Yacht is a popular guy. Uh, people like oh, yeah. when he shows up. The idea up. of a, a person who's like Superman, but also a Green Lantern, that's all, like an awesome yeah, it concept. Is awesome. It is awesome. And he is a Daxamite. He is having problems. So they have to take him back to the Hall of Justice. But even before that, while uh, John is explaining, you know, who this is, you know, all this and Batman, this guy, I thought we were miserable. I, I thought we jumped to miserable like, conclusions. This, I cannot imagine it's little what stuff Batman like says in just though, it, yeah, that took me a little of, bit out yeah. of this book. I'm I really thought the story if it was a great way for Venditti to come out like right out of the gate and impress me, but a bit of the dialogue here and there just really threw me out with like the way the characters act. Like he's a former member of the Green Lantern Corps. I mean, dishonorable discharge. I'm like, yeah. that's a jerk move, Batman. I, I'm telling you, it's you go out to Batman, you go to the bar, and somebody goes, Hey, you know, Eric, what's going on? Who's that? Oh, I went to high school with him. Drop out? No. <laughs> what are you talking about, Batman? He graduated. Okay. 
He, he's just so, why would he say dishonorable discharge? He just wants to get a word in. That stupid jerk. But yeah, they're, they're like, well, you're on earth. You're having problems. They take him back. They put him in Superman's healing chamber where they've adjusted the radiation deal so that he can kind of get used to it. It's almost like a decompression yeah. chamber if you're a diver, stuff like that. And he tells what's going on. You know, he is there to warn John, to warn everyone that there is something coming. The Eradicator's coming. And when he says it, I do like when he does crash and then he sees John and it's like, again, like, oh, I thought you stepped down. He didn't expect John to be there. And he's like, okay, if you're here, we have a chance. You're pretty good. You have a chance. But it is all the Eradicator. And not only and, that, but a new breed of Daxamite yeah. soldiers have been have dawned and manipulated yeah. by genetics including to possess all our strengths and none of our weaknesses. Yeah, so basically this is going to be very centered on Superman. You know, this is a big well, Superman story with the Eradicator idea, and the Daxamites. Though, because when we left off with uh, Ben Diddy's run, I believe it was, like before he did like left uh, How Jordan the Green Lantern Corps, yeah. we did have the Green Lantern Corps going to New Krypton and dealing with yep. this whole aspect of like, oh, Zod is making these people of this planet his slaves and stuff like that. But they really didn't have any jurisdiction because these people pretty much saw Zod and his family as their gods. So they really yep. had no jurisdiction there and had to leave. But at that point, we had the Eradicator there. We had the Eradicator. He was a part of Zod and his whole idea of New Krypton, obviously, because this is the Eradicator's whole shtick. I'm like, did uh, did things get like a little too slow for the Eradicator? He's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go pick <laughs> things up right now and do my own thing because you're t- you're sitting on your hands, Zod. So I'm yeah, like, well, is, it, Zod's is, is there. an arms race for Krypton now where Zod's going to go revive Kandor with like, racial gold Maybe. while the Eradicator's creating clone Daxamites? Here's what happened, and I think that I can, you know, dawn the uh, light on on the situation for you, Eric. Yeah, I'm going to dawn that light. (laughs) You end up having Zod, and he's like, all right, we have this new Krypton. These people think we're gods. We're going to get this going, new Krypton. Eradicator's just like, all right, I'm down. I'm okay. Uh, Where's my house? I'll live there. All right. And then all of a sudden, he wakes up the next morning. Zod's gone. Where's Zod? Oh, he said he was going to make a new Krypton. What the hell? He already had a new Krypton. What about that? He goes up to see this new, new, new Krypton. And so it's like, you're not involved. I, I don't need you now. I'm friends with Superman now. Oh, well, he goes off and gets the Daxamites because we have that. And he, yeah, he was bored and now he's mad. But yeah, it What's seems like idea? this it's, would it's be a, a weird clash thing I, I almost like want to say because he is upset at Superman still for like denying him his existence, his heritage, stuff like that. Even, you know, uh, polluting the, his bloodline a bit by having John with a human and stuff. Yeah. He is mad about all these things like this. All right, I'm going to go off here. I'm going to clone me some Daxamites. I'm going to bring in Earth is going to be, it's a spiteful move now. Earth is going to be new Krypton with my army of, you know, Daxamite soldiers just to piss off Superman because he did not accept me immediately. Yeah, he's like, listen, and and again, we have seen, what what we're saying is we have had Eradicator a lot in Rebirth, and even Venditti had him, and my joke about the new Krypton is because in the Hal Jordan and Green Lantern Corps, we had a new Krypton. Bendis didn't seem to get that memo and made another one. Uh, We're going to do this again. So this is the thing with this first issue. You are running into things that don't quite fit. It's a puzzle that it almost fits. It kind of, you can jam it in like I do with puzzles they don't end up looking good at the end You're not doing it but, right. but i win because that's you what you're doing the the puzzle right. to win huh, who cares well, i'm telling you it's for me to win and i have a timer boom i'm done in two minutes i am jamming shit together and, and then just gluing it and putting it on I the wall you know what winning is yeah i do eric winning is just me thinking that i won that's all hey, i need. kids <laughs> I did it. shut up dad look at it what is that you shut up kids it's a puzzle <laughs> 
And I am since this whole life of ours is a puzzle. Uh, but yeah, so you end up where it doesn't start kind of where it should from that 39. All no, right, we're going to kind of go I'm with you, this. I can look beyond that for what they have to do. The to thing have this that gets me gap. mad, though, really, though, is that that was going oh, that they should have just had like a timeout where this came in at some point, And then you have Scott Snyder start up again in June. I really want that story for them to go through that door to lead right to what is supposedly getting us to 5G. It's going to be a weird deal to go back. But Venditti's telling his own story here and yeah the eradicator superman seems like he hasn't seen him in a while kind of seems a little confused about it not not fully but it doesn't seem like oh the eradicator i've been dealing with this guy for months now this is ridiculous where's zod you were hanging out like everybody yeah, we never really saw the eradicator during those hangout things with bendis though no, and, but it just ends up where I'm saying from Green Lantern Corps, right. I'm saying from that we had them and it almost is like everybody's kind of a little fuzzy about what has been going on uh, going forward with this. But I like the idea of Sodom Yacht. I like the idea, though, he has to be kind of put on the side and the way they do it is he says that he's an isolationist. Yeah, he's yeah. now a politician. Well, that's the thing. It's the, the Daxum he believes are too powerful to be among the rest of the inhabitants of the universe. Yeah. So he is all about keeping Daxum to Daxum and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's what he is all about because he, he that's, even when the Derlins came to try to like, you know, use their DNA to create like, you know, so Derlins could become Daxumites because they are essentially weapons. Like we got to keep everything we have away from everybody because yeah. things are just going to go bad if the Daxumites get out and about. But how how do you feel about this whole thing where we have, you know, our Justice League team minus Martian Manhunter, Aquaman, and, and yeah, Hawkgirl that's the other here. thing in Hawkgirl, yeah. But we have, you know, we're bringing in the Madam Xanadu. Like it seems like this is going to be our like magic liaison for this because if we have an, the Daxamites coming. We know that like you know their their weaknesses have been bred out for the most part, so you're not going to be able to use lead against them. So I'm guessing the whole idea is like well, we're going to have to get some magic on here. So Madam no. Xanadu is our go-to woman because of the JLT, you know, they're doing JLT stuff right now. And, but the thing, even with that, it. It throws me off because I wish, and if you're going to have, and you said, that's another thing that doesn't quite fit, Martian Manhunter, no. yeah, Even that whole expanded deal, Aquaman, you know, you figure Aquaman will show up on The whole thing where we're going to bring in everybody. Yeah, and all that everybody. Where's Guy Garner? I, I wish that it ended up signing the yacht first. Yeah, first he gets that he sees Guy Garner. We're screwed. Uh, but what I really would have liked to have seen, because like you said, this is referencing a lot of stuff for each of the characters in their own runs in a broad stroke way. Like we said, you end up having Superman identity flash. We'll get to that. I, I wish that they had Wonder Woman do a little of the magic. If you're going to end up changing that character a bit to have her in the GL JLD, I would have liked to have her to be able to use some you things want her and to maybe somehow some bring out like items. a Hecate power or something, yeah, something like that, or whatever it would be, so that it would make the JLD book feel bigger if it would continue off into this and and actually change the character of Wonder Woman a little better. And I think it'd be well served at this point when she has in her own book. You know, dismiss the gods. She doesn't want the gods to have her be more of a man. I would have liked that. I would have liked it. And it would have been one of those where they could have even got mad at her for not telling, you know, a little secret that she's a little magic hocus pocus. But 
she's not going to do that. So magic like, hocus pocus. But th- this is why, if you have to then say the Just League Dark is occupied with other matters, and then you go out, you're like, what's going are, on? What are, they just finished. It's the perfect time for them to get involved here. They just finished what? You end Jim, up. You have testing, no idea testing. what you're doing right now. Manbats now, he's interviewing people on the street for his podcast. What or is magic? It's David Blaine yeah. or Chris Angel. That's magic, that Manbats. Well, they're, they're, they're all finding they a swamp me. thing, as we think, but still. You know, this is something pretty big, but to just throw that out there, it's okay. Um, but yeah, they end up finding out this big bad eradicator's coming and they go to Superman. Okay, Superman, you know, what messes you up? We know about the kryptonite. Anything else? And it seems as if like do they just want to hear it from his mouth? Because this is something that everybody it's like there his should know. Line where it's all like you know, I, I I don't I hate magic kind of thing because the yeah. whole thing is one of his only other like vulnerabilities besides your kryptonite. So we're gonna have this whole thing. We're gonna have Seriously, that other thing you hate. Every villain well, knows I, this. I, I, I don't, I don't like it. to hate things, but I do. Why I don't like that know? magic. <laughs> Why don't they know this? What what don't you like, sir? I don't like to hate things. I, I'm telling you, Damien fully spelled it out to Superman uh, during the rules of engagement in Tom King's deal, where he's like, I'd come after you with magic, all that stuff. And yet none of them know, but it's just to say it. Uh, I don't like the magic. Well, are we talking illusions? Uh, are we talking sleight of hand? Uh, all of it. He just hates it all. He doesn't want to be mind freak. Like, if you like to be mind freak, but do. he does not. You end up like, all right, well, we'll go and do this. Uh, Z- Madam Xanadu, she, she's fond of London. All right. Well, London's well, yeah. town it is. Batman goes off. We all have our own. And orders. that's one of the things that's weird because we have the Eradicator show up and we have Batman in London being attacked by Madam Xanadu and her magic. And this felt weird because from the interaction, it seems like they do not know each other. And I feel like they should yeah. at this point, especially for what we had in Hawkman where Batman, I like, I'm not saying that all the heroes, acquaintances should know each other, stuff like that, but Hawkman Batman knows Xanadu. Knows, and Zan, Batman like, knows everyone. Exactly. I mean, really. from where we are and stuff like that. And the fact that she was in the original JLD in the new 52 when I came out, I'm like, it just feels weird at this point that Batman would not know Madame Zadado. Yeah, I guess they're still working on that database. You know, you know, so they can find out transparency things, yeah. weapon. Yeah, so you end up having Batman going off to London, and this is the page that got everybody in a tizzy. When I was just paging through it at first, it got me in a tizzy. It doesn't take much. No. I'm, I'm in a tizzy you every, many every minute. Oh, I do. That's the only exercise I ever get. Uh, it is Batman going into London. He's, uh, he's engaging the autopilot, and it's three-panel progression. You have a panel, then the middle panel. It is Alfred, so, you know, talking to him, saying, planning a swim home there, Master Bruce. You know, he's being snarky. Like oh, you Alfred, you jerk. Uh, and then Batman's like, if this goes right, I'll be hitching a ride. Then it goes back to the next panel. If you look, and before you freak out and all this stuff – both panels on either side, there is a blank screen. You said immediately when, and this is giving you credit, Eric. Usually, when I just remember Uh, this, the next time I say to you, remember when I said that? I don't recall. I don't know. I should say this. I I was lying. He didn't say crap. Uh, But you said this has to be Batman thinking that it's Alfred. Some people said, oh, it's a, you know, a, a. a flashback or, or whatever yeah. uh, or, or somebody said oh it's an ai or something that would be real oh, messed up well, an ai, AI would be real messed point, up when i first was paging through i thought it was the idea that we were creating the first ai like we would yeah. see 35 years from now in the batman beyond kind of stuff it's and just then when i read it early for like that. early yeah yeah, yeah. You, you're saying it, it is in his mind and venditti has said legitimately it's in his mind and what he did was he made it clear to to the artist to make a smaller panel with rounded edges i don't know why he thinks that's really going to show and, and, and yellow you're, you're just going to look you're just going to look at alfred and go ah this stinks 
But yeah, it is in his mind. He is imagining. And and I don't even think it's imagining like he's psychotic. I think that he's just kind <laughs> so, of thinking so to himself. Well, yeah, if you're sitting there and talking to people who are dead and you don't, yes. If you're just sitting there thinking, oh, man, Alfred would have said that and I missed the guy. That's what I think it's more of, not just him. Like, I'm telling you, if he goes from this and he's like talking to a, a dead Alfred. I imagine back to when I saw, like me and my daddy went to a theater before he died. Jim, does that make me psychotic? Yeah, no, but you're thinking that this is something that is in the here and, and now. He talks to me now. This, this is not changing the <laughs> background. Go, I'm telling you. We go to the this is, theater yeah, now. This is like you're coming out like, Daddy, what did you think about that Star Wars Episode Nine? Really? You thought it was bad? I thought it was good. Oh, Daddy, stop hitting me. Your dad beat me. He's, oh he's handsy. He's handsy from the afterlife. But yeah, it's just him kind of imagining what Alfred would say. He misses his, his buddy. And then he just goes his into buddy. his buddy. He goes, I would have loved to that this would make him so pissed off that he goes and just starts beating the crap out of anybody he sees. But he goes and Eric X marks the spot. Sure There's does. an X there on the X wall. X for Xanadu. And yeah, and he ends up meeting, seems meeting Xanadu for maybe the first time, which does feel Yeah, it does off, feel off what we're dealing with we, here because we are dealing, like I said at the beginning, this idea that we're dealing with all the continuity with what everybody's doing. So it just seems like the, the furthest we could be in our individual continuity just for Batman not to know Xanadu feels weird. But then we just have to go off to a thing like, oh, we got a lot of stuff to touch on here. Earlier Flash, um, that's Wonder Woman speaking right now. I don't know if you know that's Flash, but this oh, is what Wonder Woman oh. sounds like. Well, oh, Batman told she you to go. Rough. She is smoker. Batman told that- you to go after Saddam Yeah, and you hesitated. And the whole thing is, it seems that Barry in this is still afraid to use his speed force, like we saw in the yeah. last issue of the Flash, where he can't overdo things because I don't could- know that it would be the overdue. I think they're just showing it's wonky, and he doesn't want to say it. The overdue might be. I don't know. This would have been written so further back. I don't know how much Joshua Williamson would have said. So, but it could be. But then again. I bet you we see him use that that speed force more than what would have been there next week in the Flash book. He, you only they said you overdo it. What does that mean? Eh, I don't know. I think that it's just one of those that will be. But it is referencing the speed force, so mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. But he's still using it. He he ends up going off. Says Wonder Woman, "I'll race you." So he does use it. Yeah, yeah. He just hesitated at that one point, which is odd. And she says it. But the thing I like about that is you rarely get Wonder Woman and Flash talking. And I like that Flash ends talking trash. Look look what happens every time they talk. They start accusing each other and talk trash. Give me more of that Wonder Woman voice. (laughs) That's a sexy voice. Give me that Wonder Woman voice. Well, hey there, Jim. Do this. Well, we're here on the, uh, the page where she says contact. Uh, give me this. We're going to do – I'll be Flash, okay? Because I got a Flash voice too. You're there's, Wonder there's, there's no Go. Wonder Woman parts. This is contact. Yeah, she says contact. I want to hear how she says contact. it. Fast enough to make me wonder who win race. There you go. There I, I did it, right? Isn't that a great Flash? You also have uh, John Stewart talking to Superman. And again, you don't get that much. And it's pretty cool because you do have a deal where John Stewart – ended up not having a secret identity for very specific reasons of his own. So he goes to Superman and kind of talks about that and does spell out, you know, he says it a little different here. I need to, you know, see what I'm going after and them see me or whatever. But it is a guy who's talking to him that never did have a secret identity. So that's a pretty cool deal. And Superman kind of going with, "Eh, I always wanted to be just a guy from Kansas. And maybe someday they'll think of me as that. I'm no people on earth are horrible. They're never going to, 
going to think that Superman. That's just the way it is. Uh, but it's nice for them to talk, and it's a pretty cool hey, little at least, talk. At least we're not dealing with what we had the first time the truth came out in 2015, where it's like, dirty alien liar. Yeah, yeah, really. And what I also People like about this. People after the reboot of Superman's so like, you know, backstory. And and I like this because there's also the deal that Jon Stewart kind of was in charge for a bit, and Batman has taken that over. And that is addressed, where Superman says, eh, you know, Malford died, and he's like this. He doesn't trust a lot of people, so he's kind of just pushing this forward. He wants to get it through. Uh, but then Jon Stewart, he confuses me because he says a battlefield is no place for egos. I don't know why he's talking about waffles, Eric. Why is he egos, talking about Egos, Jim. Egos. Oh! Oh, it's egos. Yes. Oh, well. Yeah, I I don't, you, you sat know, there and you, thought this was going to be so silly and funny, didn't you? <laughs> no, I just looked at it. I just looked at it. What is he talking about? I, I just imagine uh, this is the big bit you were working on in your mind all day today. Eric, that, that, I've been working on that for three weeks. The, the issue <laughs> wasn't know, even out because I knew they'd wait. talk about it. I knew they'd talk about it. Egos. Egos. Uh, but yeah, you end up getting a call. That something is coming to Earth very fast and its target is going to be Metropolis. And Superman uh, just pretty much rudely leaves Jon Stewart in his wake behind and goes off. Barry ends up going to, you know, go off and saying to Wonder Woman, listen, I'm fast enough. Just get off my back. He doesn't want to really talk about what's going on with the Speed Force. John ends up going off and it ends, you know, with Madame Xanadu and Batman. But Madame Xanadu is not going to just help them. She seems to be very, uh, I don't know, intrigued by Batman and wants to maybe dissect them. It looks like I don't know what the hell she's doing with them in the end there. Uh, but she ends up having him so he is not going to arrive in time for the Eradicator and the Daxamites, and especially not with Xanadu, I just call some other magic users. You have a lot of others going around, Look, but they're off they're doing magic stuff, Jim. And not everybody's in that JLD. No, but they're, they're there. But magic's and, in uh, trouble, probably still to this day. Is in trouble, but yeah, I mean, it is cool where Wonder Woman fully has you know the shield and the sword. She's you know that Wonder Woman that we've just gotten recently, and everybody is you know kind of on par with what they're doing with the regular series yeah. so that is cool and then you have a pretty cool deal with the eradicator and daxamites coming to which i think Earth is a really cool submit. idea because i've been said to you before whether where you have the eradicator who always wants to rebuild new krypton and then, like the idea that we will get grab some daxamites so, like the sisters like the planet to krypton I'm like why not this is the closest thing we have left this is what the eradicator do i i dig this idea for a story so i'm excited going forward yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you give it? I ended up giving this an 8 out of 10. I love the art, and I love the tight continuity. The problem with this issue is, we just kind of jump in from 30. Like, you like you were left with just a giant kind of, like, hole in you after issue number 39, with the just, like, supposedly being dead, going into the next big event through that doorway, the quintessence. Yeah. And then you jump in this as if nothing ever happened. That's a big problem. Yeah. And but and I, I don't can, understand how it's going. I can get beyond it, though. Yeah. It can't be what's going on in the here and now. No. You would end up having too many things going on. You know, Perpetua would now be aware of them. What's going on with Lex, the Batman who laughs? All these things would be thrown out there. So it is one of those weird things to say that it's tight continuity because there's a big hole there. But – the way I look at continuity, Eric, it's a little bit, you uh, know, I look at things different than you because you, you can't see. You can't see. 
the, the way that I can go with this is you yelled about Sam Humphreys. You say that the spiking of the willpower, that doesn't make sense. So you can't go by that. I go with, I, I agree. I think that you can have a continuity. And if you end up ruining some other content, this doesn't ruin anything. No. You're still going to get back to that story at the end of 39. It just is weird to plop it in right here without really knowing. All it took was this happened sometime in the past. Yep. Uh, people would still get mad. Oh, yeah, but because that's it happened all you sometime need to in do. the past except for all the current stuff that we're dealing with now. That's the problem. He wants to have this current deal, which we love. That's yeah. the thing we like the most. But it's kind of like trying to have your cake and eat it too. Why well, would uh, no one do that? You can't go, and you know, really, I mean, why would you just like <laughs> cake? Just sit look, there. look at the cake and not but touch that's it. That's what they. That uh, that's the I'm thing. So it, it's kind of a you, weird. You want that thing. cake, don't you, yeah, fatty? It's weird too. You eat that cake and then you get upset, and, and you know, I then you myself. eat the Hagen Dazs. Uh-huh. No, the Hagen Dazs. Uh, so you end up, you cut yourself. You're going to bleed ragu. There, Erica, that's your blood type. Uh, so you end up. It's weird Eggos. to say. That. <laughs> it's weird to say the continuity is tight because people will just. I can hear them now, Eric. I'm listening, and I just did the Hulk Hogan. I can continuity, right? It's 39 and going through the door, the perpetuous, whatever. But once you get into this and start going, yeah, you kind of have to force some things in but the actual characters for the first time in a long time in this book they are referencing things that are happening in their book especially wonder woman who does let us know the jld's busy there you go eric they're always busy they have a lot of things going on but yeah the barry deal superman identity alfred trying to still uh you know pop into Batman's head, stuff like that. This is pretty good. You know. I, I, well, I wanted to say Batman. I said Alfred, <laughs> so I had to twist the, and turn. The, I was going to say Batman, still thinking about Alfred. I, I had to kind of go. I had to rest. <laughs> Boom. But yeah, I'm going to give it an eight five. Take that. All the stuff is, if you can get past. You're welcome, okay, well, <laughs> you did. You changed my mind. I, I apologize to you, and I apologize to Tom Felrath, who I just freaking started screaming at. And then when I actually, and this is what I do, I end up looking at three panels, maybe uh, you know, a word bubble, and then I just start screaming. When I actually sat down and read it after you talked to me about it, yes, it does. And where I was more impressed was the idea of a Wonder Woman talking to Flash. That seems so crazy, but you never see that. You really never see that. That's the part and, of the book I care the least about. And here's the thing is, you have Wonder Woman. What has she done in all of Scott Snyder's run? She did nothing. She Look, just I sat around. What I know that what Kendra did all of Scott Snyder's run. Her, her wings are a map, a bit of a focus. They are a map. They can charge up and town. do stuff. I'm going to follow that map right out of town. But yeah, I'm going to go 8-5. And this is definitely you know one of my favorite issues of Justice League in a long time. And I just hope it gets better. I have problems with Venditti kind of wasting his time a lot. This is a very limited amount of issues that we think that he has before we end up going to 5G, things like that. So maybe with that condensed deal, it's going to be something that well, is Well, it's such really a weird good. idea because I, I think that we'll get into 5G in September after we do the summer event, stuff like that. But you would think that the summer event would be its own title. So like, what would the Justice League book be doing at the same time as the big summer Here's event? Here's the thing. When it first came out with the deal, uh, Bleeding Cool, who... I know everybody scoffs at them and things like that, but they're like TMZ anymore. They're getting Latino crap review. right. They're getting crap right. It was like the old Latino review that will always have the movie news yeah. ahead of time too. Uh, the thing is, they said at the beginning that what they heard 
was that the books are going to do a convergence. They are going to oh, shut yes, down yes, we and then have the couple months to lead into that so that you don't have wacky things going. And also, it, and I say this, you know that if they do that, there'll still be a million books uh-huh. coming out. But it does end up focusing everything on this thing going on. And you can kind of, you know, buy what you need to instead of like uh, Supergirl's tying into it. And you but have a Jim, cliffhanger with somebody everything? or something. Well, I know people don't have that much money. Oh. Like, what do you think? They're all Rockefellers. Is that what you think? You're wrong. But yeah, so we'll <laughs> see what's going on. And, and I think that most of these books will end up close to 100, you know, close to that 100th issue. Oh. Or actually, this wouldn't be the 100 because it doesn't. What I'm saying is the good Flash, Wonder 60, Woman, all You heard it right like, here, folks. Jim says 60 more issues yeah, of Justice League. I don't know League. what I'm talking I, I always – what I do base it on is the Flash yeah, book and, and the Batman yeah, yeah, yeah. book. So, you know, they'll get I, to that I, I don't even know what you're talking about there. because at this point, Flash and Wonder Woman are going to be in the 700s. Yeah, really. They're going to be like 9,282. But yeah, all the books with the I, – I can't keep track. I'm really – I'm confused. I'm, I'm confused right now, Eric. I'm having problems. I am, I, I am having problems focusing. I am. I'm having this incredible problems. sounds like every problems. episode. No, this is different. I don't know said, what's going that, on. It still sounds like every episode because I usually no. say this sounds like every episode. I need to know this is different. I have never brought up Egos uh, as a thing from Jon Stewart. So it's not the same. Okay. Yeah, you're I'm, right. I'm having difficulties. Uh-huh. I really am. Right but this book was, it, That too. That heroin. I mean, what Whoa. else? What else can you throw on top? Dark real quick. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, end up uh, uh, disillusioned at, at the world. I, I don't know what I'm I saying. I understand. I understand. <laughs> Paranoid delusion is what I was going to say. You uh, having talks with your imaginary friends? Yeah. yeah. I'm, that's what you are if you think I'm your friend. <gasps> You're pretty imaginary there, oh. pal. Ah, oh, we'll go off to the well, next book. I got book, my toys. Right? Uh, yes, the next book is Batman. Batman 88. I don't know what I'm talking about. Batman number 88, 88 written by James Tynan the fourth, Eric. He's the fourth. Art by Gilliam March, Tomei Moray, and Clayton Cowles. James Tynan continues his Batman story by giving us a solid look at who is involved in this designer story. Or does he? <laughs> He opens up the idea that Selena Kyle was involved, but not much else. And that is a big problem. There is some good action and an interesting cliffhanger. I need more story and I need it quick or I'll end up totally losing interest completely in this. This is one of those things where you are you have a mystery. All right. The mystery's going. You're three issues in. You can't keep hanging your hat on. It's a mystery. We need something. You need something with a story here, not just individual parts of this mystery reacting to something that we don't know really what it is yet. And so with that, I can't get behind anything that's going on yet because I I really don't know. You can end up having the designer be nothing. You can have the designer be the craziest thing ever. We don't know. They're acting as if this is the craziest thing that's ever gone down, but we don't know. We're not getting many answers. I'm sorry, it here. almost feels like the designer in the background is as big as bad we've never heard of kind of thing. Yeah. It's been in the background that even the villains are afraid of that one time, years and years ago, they decided, look, we, we've been fighting Batman left and right, but if, if Gotham ever decides to got it all uppity on itself and decide to be better than it should be, we're going to yeah. make this design, we're going to make this plan, and we're going to take it, we're going to tear if it Bruce all Wayne down. Steps we're going to destroy the yeah. city, we're going to kill Bruce Wayne and make sure that they, everybody remembers the name of these Gotham villains. But now it's years later, people are like, yeah, 
we we really did have some weird ideas back. Like people changed the idea, of, like who I was as a teenager, like the plans I would have made back then to where I am now as a as an adult man. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would have trusted any of the things I would have done no. from years ago to what and, I am now. And I'm now. telling you, yeah, this is like one of those where me and you are, you know, younger guys, and I'm like, listen, or at least me, I'm. I'm not having a lot of good times with the ladies. Uh-huh. So they, they're not digging my scene here. Uh, digging I see my you. scene. I see, you know, see you, right? guys. That's what we used to say uh, back back in those 90s. I, I end up saying to you, look at you. you. You think you're on top of the world now. 30 is going to hit you hard. And also, I know that you are not good with commitment. And so, th- and this has nothing to do with Batman. I just want to talk to you. <laughs> no, the thing is, we're there. And I'm like, look at you. You are going to be a wreck, my friend. If we're my both wreck. not married at 35, we'll marry each other. I, I have a premonition that's going to be g- good then. We're going to end up, and that's what this seems like. It's one of those where you kind of are drunk with a, a girl, guy, Marrying whatever. Your best friend. And gotcha. you're like, you know what? If we're not married at this point, th- that doesn't work out. And it's like, ooh, what were we thinking? All that. That's what this seems to me. But the problem I have is the idea we don't know this designer. We don't no, know what they do. We don't know what the plan know. is. And in the long term, no. we are at a point here where James Dunn has come in and like, you know, I was all excited. We're going have all these villains come in we have this yeah. weird mystery in the background which i understand right away you can't like reveal everything but like that last bit you have the joker in the background you know he's doing something you know all these other batman villains are doing something and things are going on that batman doesn't know about and yeah. i'm like okay this is very interesting now here we are issues like three issues which later which is a scott snyder thing uh you know and it's even the whole rebirth and new 52 of batman being unaware of anything that's going on but it's also actually his detective with the league of shadows and you know all that craziness I just don't get why he's not giving us the story that we need here. You you said before we started that yeah you got to come out swinging like you just said you have to impress us which yeah, the scope does, right? You like the scope. You like the villains. The I problem like I- the idea of this, but at this point, because of how coy we're playing with the mystery and who the designer is and actually what we're just completely dealing with in the background, it seems that James Tynan wants to have more fun with his new Batman to technology, his gadgets yeah. in this whole thing, and actually giving us what's going on in the story, and it's starting yeah. to upset me. I agree. And what it seems to me... You have Tom King's run. It was a long run, 85 issues plus annuals, all that stuff, or even you know less yeah. because of Joshua Williamson on, but whatever. He had that long run, run, a very specific run, a run that pretty much told one story, You know whether you like it or not. But when James Tynan's hired to come in here, you do get the idea that he had maybe some people talking with him as well, but they had an idea, okay, the whole deal with Tom King's Batman was he was by himself or with Selena. That was pretty much it. You didn't have a lot of scope. You had one villain through a lot of it. He ended up throwing Thomas Wayne in as well, but it was very much condensed into, you know, just a handful of characters. And so James Tynan wants to come out here swinging with a lot of characters and also a lot of tech. And to me, it's starting to feel like that was the first thing that they came up with and are trying to make a story to wrap around to make that fit in. It's like not, hey, I have the story about the designer and we have this, this, and this. To me, it's like I have a ton of characters I want to put in. What could the story be? Okay, they had this deal way in the but we're not getting anything and it's too far in to keep playing the way it's playing with this mystery because it's not a mystery anymore. The mystery is when are you going to show us the designer and what's going on? And the thing that scares me is he's already on right now on Twitter and he has a, a newsletter. 
He's not talking about the designer of this. He's talking about Punchline, his new character that's going to be in this Joker war. So what about this? I need – I think we're going to be finishing this soon, and I don't even know the story yet. We ended up having the the fixing of the architecture with the Bruce – and I am telling you, I don't get what the actual story is going on here, and it's starting to really bother well, me. Well, even when with, we have this whole this. thing where we start the issue off with Catwoman digging a grave and then and like in the middle of a rainstorm, you know, and she's called uh, the Riddler who on a secured line and stuff like that. And they're talking about the thing they made with the design of the pact and like the deal and the whole idea of what they're going to do. Like, I think that we weren't alone when the designer approached us about committing the perfect crime. There was a fourth conspirator, one who always has the idea that is that there was a Joker was involved somehow as well, which seemed like I actually always assumed that he was involved with their yeah, original plan together. But that. Yeah. I don't understand what Selena is doing here with this grave because when we open up this grave, she's like, there's just a dead Joker body inside. And I like, they're like, do you, do you or Batman know where the Joker is right now? And we seem to have a desiccated body in this grave. And she says she killed him. So that's what doesn't make sense to me. Didn't you think that this was going to be the designer's grave and she digs it up and it's empty? That's what uh, I, I thought. I, I thought they were like, who? oh, man, the designer, I, I, we, we buried him. He was dead. Oh, no, the, the grave, it's, it's empty. No, it's a Joker body. That is there with Selena, and it's also a trap, and it, it just—it's it, not really jiving with me. It, it really isn't. And then you're so concerned about this tech, and this tech is the mobile Batmobile. They can end up putting this device on a hood that makes a you know a visual of it being the Batmobile. I'm like, well, what do you need that for? You just have a car. You can just drive a car around. You, what do you want to just? It has to be that you're making your scene around. I just that. That doesn't impress All me. All of a sudden, this old going. toy that I had was the Bruce Wayne custom coupe where you could put a Bruce Wayne figure and then you'd pull on the back and it turns into a Batmobile and the chair would flip around where Batman's out there. It's like, that's what this seems like. I put this thing where it has a hologram that makes it into a Batmobile. I'm like, the right. worst part of this to make it work because you're not going to want Batman to steal cars. What is Lucius going to buy seven million cars and park them all over the place? Honestly, he that's he not has a to bad know idea. ahead of time. He's like, hey, Batman, where are you going next? Metropolis. Oh, crap. I'll be back. He, he takes a fleet of cars and has them on every street so he could do this. It's not very practical. I don't understand. Uh, but yeah, it's just for appearances, too. I, I just don't know why you spend that much time with this tech that lucius is so happy with himself that he has this but yeah you end up where he batman still has cheshire puts it in this you know visual looking batmobile and takes off but yeah the whole thing is selena talking to the riddler about what they did how they made this deal what it's going to come to be and she ends up digging up the joker and says, okay, he's here, you know, all this stuff. And it's just nothing really jives. And I don't even get it's, it's what's a, it's going on. It's a weird on. thing, though, with the Catwoman and digging this up and talking about her. Because at this point, we are dealing with exposition about, you know, Catwoman's involvement and her idea of her. I was upset last issue because she wouldn't tell Batman what she knows about the situation yeah. they're currently dealing with. And it seems like here it's one of those things. We joked about it, but it's one of her biggest regrets. Like, Batman had to tell her during Tom King's run of, like, the War of Jokes and Riddles and stuff like that. Because she wants to have a proof of what's happening 
happening is happening before she actually has to go and like, you know, spill her guts to the man that she loves about her involvement and what's going on right now. It's just, I don't understand this grave because it seems like we are trying to find out if somebody is dead, but we have the Joker here who's like body. We, we know it can't be him because even Riddler says that they're like, you know, some police found some uh, like, you know, burned bodies at amusement bio and they're all wearing like, like clown masks and stuff like that. And I, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking like, is there a larger connection to where we have a Joker body here? Like, will this somehow feed I, into the three yeah. Joker story? But even even in the deal, she's like, it can't be him, not the real him. Yes. But when did they bury him? When was it that, you know, they ended up there that she knows where his body would be? I, I just don't. And again, at one point, she was like, yeah, I put him here, whatever. It just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, but, yeah, the whole thing is Riddler is pretty much. You know, blackmailing Selena, kind of throwing trash at her about, you know, bad, what's he going to do when he finds out what you did and he's not going to love you anymore? You're going to end up being just like us again, all that stuff. But yeah, she just gets clocked and then passes out as Toxin comes out of the dead body, talks out we, of the we've body. We've had this throughout since James Time took over, where we had that guy who's going to swap the plans of the Wayne to like you know the Wayne building that was being built, and we had the stuff that where like it was talking through him like this, and I thought, oh my, it's that green lettering. So I thought it was the Joker somehow using some kind of tech. But it seems whatever is going on here, this is the designer or supposed to be the designer's grave for whatever they ended up doing with this whole thing. It's now coming home to roost, but we have a weird like you know desiccated joke her body here and it's just talking to selena about you know like uh paying what she owes here and the idea of her transgressions yeah. against him and the plan of the, everything i hear i'm like i just don't understand the larger picture at this point so every time i read this i'm like all right i'm gonna have some i'm gonna be confused about this part and james Tynan's gonna show me some new bat tech that's gonna be ridiculous and it seems like it's gonna want to sell action figures and stuff like that yeah, and like you said, she is there, and she's like, we took care of this years ago. Here in Potterfield, we buried it. And then she opens it up, and it is a Joker body. But I, I just it, – it didn't hit anything with me. I am still confused about what the overall story is as you go through. And, yeah, it's neat to see – the Riddler. It's neat to see the Penguin. It's neat to see all these guys, but even the Penguin, who ended up killing everybody in his inner circle, goes and grabs all these villains here, hangs them in a refrigerated, you know, place that he said that uh, Mr. Freeze had used at one point, but he likes to use too. And he's just there and he's like, all right, I'm going to give all of you guys, I'm going to pay all of you guys money to just get out of here. Uh, I'm going to stop this plan right now. I'm I'm just going to pay you to get the hell out of town because I can't have you here and have whatever's going to happen happen because it's going to destroy me as well. Yeah, and in this, he's also paid off GCPD. You have a bunch of things going on oh, yeah, with well, the Penguin the there thing. to do we this. Had, we yeah. had the Black Room. We're all upset because we have this new compound that was built to hold the worst of the worst so nobody could ever escape. But apparently, all it does need, because I'm so angry still about this whole thing because it's a cool concept, all you got to do is pay off some guards and they'll just let you in. And this is how yeah. you know the Penguin is able to get in the last well, issue and grab these and people. The, yeah. yeah, and there is a pretty cool little deal at the beginning where Selina even says to the Riddler, yeah, you know what I have on you is that Batman is about to bust you you bad and you're not going to arkham you know you're gonna get put away uh and he is looking into all these things going on he's like eh, whatever and then so like i said it just feels odd and there's too many characters in this already without giving you what the mystery is batman does show up in his pseudo batmobile and then just starts fighting the action scenes are great and i do like the art 
uh, in this issue. That's I great. like Gilliam March, and it must be better than last issue because you didn't really like Gilliam March's art. But maybe that was the transition from Tony Daniel to Gilliam March uh, because, yeah, you said you like this. It looks really well, good. That's the thing is I like this where there's something about you know uh, the, the art that we had before Tony Daniel's where it's uh, it's a lot brighter look with the colors and stuff like that yeah. whenever you have him and his team or whoever's on it with him because whenever he draws it just the colors always seem to pop and like what we have here while it looks good seems very washed out in the way the yeah. lighting is and even the backgrounds I just remember are like last issue last issue you didn't like Gilliam March's art as much uh, as I did uh, and so this one is a little bit better it actually and I'll even say it looks better and I like the last one as well uh, and it's a weird deal because there's two issues with Gillian March and you ended up having Tony Daniels on and he was the big to do and now he's bailed again I, I this guy he must be real slow because he did the same thing with Tom King a couple times but you end up with them fighting uh, Batman's fighting there's Deathstroke there all this going on and Deathstroke ends up grabbing Penguin and just says you know one move and the Birdman dies and Batman isn't gonna let you know him kill penguin but he slices his neck and that's a shocking moment oh, yeah. i mean when this happens it is shocking and the thing is and it's I'm- very shocking but i'm kind of like you know it's not even about comic books it's just with the penguin anymore because when we had the the red hood yeah. jason todd go and shoot him right in the eyeball through but the head right there and it seemed like that, you know like he oh was my also God, taken away fine. in tom king's deal yeah. and we didn't know what happened and so he said he, he does come back very well you know from anything uh that little uh, guy he comes back he, so he wouldn't I, i'm know. looking at it now like he's not even covering that one eye with that weird t- patch anymore. I, I know. I'm telling you. When he gets us, I, I just imagine somebody with that knife slicing somebody's throat and then have Deathstroke's like, yep. He, he's dead if you don't get him to the hospital. No, no, take that, get him to the hospital. He's got to be dead. There's no way. What are you talking There's about? No the the Joker was alive all night after having his throat slit. Holy crap. It wasn't like this. That was just by fingernails. This was a There's knife. A Look at that knife. <laughs> fingernails claws. I just imagine he's, you know, he's just here like you know, cho- choking on his own blood though it's so like you know oh look, my god you, know, you can't take me to the hospital yet I gotta tell you about this thing the designer let me tell you Batman <laughs> it's a shell game so I'm like yeah. what, what are you talking about Penguin that, it's, it's a shell game thing. Batman I they're, gonna, they're gonna set this stuff up my computer here. out the window I'm telling you I don't need this shell game talk tell me what the hell is going shell game I don't know what that is, but he does spill it's the beans on Selena. And don't yeah, sell like, a show game. There's stuff going on here, and you don't know where the exact target is. Oh, I know, but I'm still, it's still a, being an illusion to what it is. Like, I, I don't need to hear that it's but a Jim, shell game. I need Jim, answers. The real t- oh, you'll get answers because when he goes on, the real target is Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Well, they already targeted Bruce Wayne. They were doing the architecture, but still, you end up. The only shell game that I want is when Penn and Teller were doing it, and it's tricky video and then they got that lady's gold chain and she had to call run and he got in his van and came you know what i'm talking about that's a shell game but yeah you end Three up with this where selena yeah selena is there and she is getting buried alive she's gonna have to fight back she decides at the last second i'm not gonna get buried alive. Well, it's I'm just going. such a weird idea because now we have selena digging a grave and we have to assume it's like okay this is the designer's grave we killed him years ago we mm-hmm. remember we have to make sure that he's still dead now but, it's a joker body. and the thing is we open it up and then we just have these acolytes of i guess the design like we said, one's got a bowler cap, one's got a top hat, yeah. one's got a robe on, and like yeah. just freaking you know coming out with shovels and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't understand or grasp what the true enemy is here or what these you know goons of the designer are. Well, While this designer has this weird green gas come out of bodies where it talks through. 
Yeah, and then you have yeah, you have a dead body having that talk. You end up having this guy who maybe he's the designer. I don't know. You got who I would call Topsy. You got Bolsy. They're all there. Selena just gets all pissed off and is like, "Nah, it's enough. I'm not going to be buried alive." Jumps up, and then all of a sudden Harley Quinn is involved now, and and that's that's cool. And yeah, it does. And she's like, "You don't even know how deep this goes. It's enough to drive you nuts." How deep it goes? I'm right here in the shallow ends. I don't understand how deep the shallow end yeah. goes at this point for yeah, what you're throwing either. at me. Yeah, this this pool is very dark. I don't know if it's a very deep I'm not pool going to this or pool. it's very shallow. I could end up diving I can't in see my toes. and I might break my neck. I might dive in and, you know, I'm not a strong swimmer, Eric. I may die. I may die. I don't know. But either way, I'm, I'm screwed. And yeah, I, I just, uh, it, it was one of those when you come out of Tom King, you just wanted something new, something different. Even if you like Tom yeah. King, it's nice to have something different, Shake see what's going bit, yeah. on. And then you're three-ish, and I just, and I just is, sit here, and I'm like, I'm I, not going to like this because I didn't like Tom King's run. I'm not going to fall into that trap and say, well, at least it's not. No, we're, we're past that. We're in this, and I don't know what's going on. And it, it gets me upset, but what were you saying? So the idea of the scope is cool. The characters that we're using here are cool. The idea that we have a Batman and a Catwoman working together, even though Catwoman's you know, keeping some stuff to herself, those are cool ideas. But when you spend the entire issue – Walking around what the answer is without, like, you know, I am not going to say this, but I'm going to tiptoe around this shit and be like, you know, coy about it the entire time. That becomes annoying. And the whole thing about the new bat gadgets every time we have to have an issue. I don't need that when you could be telling yeah. an actual story here. Yeah, I don't need that. I don't need it, that because like he proclaimed thing, that. Like, hey, it's like, you know, sleight of hammer. I want you to look over here at this cool thing while this is going on over here, which you'll never, ever find out about until mm. that last, you know, that last issue or last page when the, the big reveal of the mystery is there. I'm like, Let, let's build ourselves up and actually have a proper story where I do feel invested each and every issue because you have, you know, set these things up and I'm getting more and more compelled with every little thing you're throwing out. Like, Harley quit at the end. That's my big compelling moment. And like, even Penguin getting his throat slit and saying the real thing i think is bruce wayne that's not grabbing me because bruce wayne's a target all the time yeah eric that's a hot take you got it my friend you got the hot take and i agree i agree completely that was lame I oh man eric that was lame i didn't think it was lame uh-huh. i didn't play that one <laughs> it was not a lame comment uh yeah i just I, I just don't know. I, I don't know. And I, I can't be impressed. And this is where don't come out before you run and say there's going to be a new gadget in every <laughs> every issue because I'm already tired of that. You you are then you're pretty much OK. You, you use 21. But no, no, you're only using 18 now because of that. And we need to know what's going on. I need something more than these gadgets. And this is where with James Tynan on say detective comics but more on jld that a lot of people like but i kept getting upset because we didn't get progression we weren't getting answers this is happening again but there our joke and we said it during just like magic's in trouble eric sure is, is this where we're going to get these couple issues and by issue 94 another gadget that's Jim. all we're going to get gotham's in trouble and we're going to get a gadget that's all we get so i am not impressed anymore i need some story he can turn it around next sure issue could. Yeah, it could be very quick. He just started this. But right now, I am kind of losing interest in this. And it's not feeling like this is important to me at the moment because I'm not getting any sort of answers. It's just kind of things thrown out there in a way to say, look, 
Tom King, he didn't have a lot of characters involved. I have a lot, but you need a story as well. Uh, what would you give this? I would end up giving this because of how much I love the art and the idea. Like I said before, the, all those things I love, the scope and the characters, stuff like that, I would still end up giving this a 6.8 out of 10. It's just because the lack of progression of our actual story and the reveals are not yeah. strong enough at this point when you actually just have to, like, you know, like I said the whole time, tiptoeing around what we actually want to talk about and playing with bad yeah. gadgets. Tiptoeing through the tulips we're doing. And I, yeah, I'm t- Tiny Tim. Sure. I, uh, I'm giving it a 5.5. Five. I'm Tiny Jim. Look at me. I'm tiny. Uh, yeah. I, can I sit on your on your lap and I'll be the puppet because I'll do a show? No. I, no I'm going to give it a 5.5. Five. And I did like the art a lot. So that shows you that I'm, I'm getting frustrated with this. I want to love it. I want to enjoy Batman. And right now, this book is just confusing me. And it's going to be beyond even just what we're reading, just confusing me a why you're playing so coy. Like you said, I would have been better suited to say, do a real tight three issue first arc to kind of, all right, look at this Batman kicking butt doing this, that, and the other thing, and then go on to maybe a longer, but you don't take three issues to just kind of meander around to reveal something later when you have a lot of people who might be coming back to Batman. And then they're like, what's going on? Or you're also trying to convince some of Tom King's fans that you're good enough for them to continue with you as well. And I'm just not getting that. It's a shame, but that's that. That's the first section of books. Eric, not a lot more left to do, but we're going to go off now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Eric. Hallelujah. It's mail with Eric. Oh, yeah. It's mail with Eric. Hallelujah. It's mail with Eric. Oh, yeah. It's mail with Eric. Hallelujah. It's mail with Eric. Oh, yeah. Let's hear what you have to say. We don't need no Tijuana. It's mail with Eric. Thank God I can get out of here. It's just you, Eric. Sure it's is. You and you alone. Welcome to the mail section. If you want to email, uh, just like Alex M did tonight, you only have to go and email at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And guess who this mail's from? It's from Alex Hammer. Oh. <laughs> I, I spoiled it. Yes. Uh, Alex yes, Hammer says, hey, Jim and Eric. What's so up, I recently Alex? went and read Uprising, the yeah. Green Lantern event. You remember that one there? I do. You remember those Derlins? Uh-huh. This was after seeing a Derlin character in Pfeiffer's Teen Titans. I did some reading of Pfeiffer's Teen Titans because they showed up in Robin's War. And he's going back and reading a lot of things from the New 52 era. Yeah. I think I already told you I read this crossover because this included Red Arsenal reading Pfeiffer's Teen Titans. It was a decent book. I like the art, but it got me interested in reading up on Superboy, seeing the Durlin there and knowing that war she was escaping from, which happened months before I remember correctly. I'm getting confused, reminded of all the times I was listening to a podcast called DCR, a.k.a. DC Radio. Mm -hmm. Me and Eric are well aware of them as well. We used to listen to them ourselves. The format of those who remember was two guys, Sean and Brian, going over every DC book where, for the most part, they just explained what happened in about 10 minutes and then moved on. 
Eric, you remember that? You remember that one? It's been well, a while. when I used to listen to them, I remember almost week to week them talking nonstop about these Derlins, which of course was Uprising, Filthy the GL Derlins. and GLC crossover. I told you, you always say it from Robert you Van Dee and Van Jensen. That's everyone, everyone. You can. I don't even want to go into. I don't even want to go into the the people that you. At the time, I was not reading either of those series. The DCR guys they also yelled about Green Arrow a lot, and it was a little. Timing a uh, little tiring hearing the DCR podcast talking about those god darn Durlins, what seems like on a weekly basis. Well, yeah, it was a long story that went very it was weekly. across it was like four books. Yeah. It's like hearing Eric go on and on gushing about nah, chess. I think it was probably just two books now that I think about it, but yeah, still. Still gushing about chess. I mean Sean and Brian seemed to enjoy them at the time, and by seem I mean they were more on that later. Right. Later. Yep. By well, seem they were. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mystery. Well, after almost six years, I finally read all of Uprising. And, well, it wasn't a bad event. Isn't that what I say? Are you just happy to see me or is that an Uprising It's a good time bands? to do is that, that too, because of how Uprising with the Sodom Yacht and stuff like that, what we're doing with Robert Van Ditty's Justice League now, too. So it's not a bad Come time on. to reread that. I thought you were going to say because no, I was I'm not talking about sexy. Your I'm doing on my diet. I might be turning on a little, right? Turning on, off, sideways. I don't know. For those who don't know, Uprising was basically the Durlins allying, say it, those dirty, stinking Durlins, with a couple of races to take down the Green Lanterns sometime after the Major Lights Out event that set up a lot of things for Venditti's run and other GL books. You're not a fan of the Durlins. You you do. You might not say the stinking Durlins, but you don't like them. Well, I'm saying you're, do you you're like always trash talking. Or the I scrolls. love Clayface, and I love the scrolls. I love them. This or whole idea. It's like, all right, we had this thing. Oh, wait, it wasn't this. It was always I mean, a Durlin seriously. all along. You're asking me. I end up, I get up in the morning. I'm making my smoothie for breakfast. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, this banshee comes flying into the kitchen, screaming about. That's what I'm talking about. She's the Durlin, Eric. I don't know what the hell's no, no. showing You're up. You're just every hoping day. that she's a Durlin. No, Turns out it's I'm not. Telling you, she, she's the the wacko. For, I shouldn't say. That. She's <laughs> coming in. I don't know what version I'm getting. I'm like, is this Clayface? Are you a Durlin? She's like, no, I'm just somebody who has no, twelve personalities. Is she. This is the thing. How is this possible? 12 person, actually 16 personalities. And that's not a joke. 16 personalities, 20 of which hate me. I don't know how that's even possible. In the well, you put 20 people it. in a room. I think they all come to the same consensus. <sighs> I, I get it. I sit there. That's why when I sit and say, if only somebody would get to know me, all these personalities know me. And know me too well. The things that they yell at me. Oh, my. A lot of the buildup was cool. Both series work well off of each other. And John Stewart was pretty much the main character of the story. Yeah, I better be quiet. They're up there. They're watching Twilight right now, Eric. They're oh. watching the Twilight 2 Electric Boogaloo, I think it's called, uh, because they're, it's Tanya yes, and please Logan. Please tell me why. Well, it's because they're just involved in anything that deals with the vampires or the supernatural. What are we doing the shadows? No, they don't. They think that's nonsense. That it's shows you how thing. much they hate it because they'd rather watch Twilight. There's Logan. I go Why upstairs. Why they watch Lost Boys? Yeah, well, actually, I should mention that. They probably would. I go upstairs to give Tanya medicine. I'm like, here's your, and I don't even get that far. I'm, shh. And that's Logan. I'm like, look at you, Mr. Twilight. Shh, the Robert ending Pattinson's wasn't quite talking. the best. He was. He was on the, uh, him and, uh, that, that girl, Bella. And then the you movie. look at him say, yeah, that's bad man. Yeah, really. I'm like, look at him. Look at that sexy guy. The ending wasn't quite the best, especially since there was just the most obvious twist coming. Maybe you remember. I do. I, I don't. 
I don't, but don't spoil it for me, Eric. That is spoiler alert. That that has just come out, right? You can't. What was six the, years what ago? Was it? Gotcha. What was it? What was it? Um, I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who wants to read it because Alex M is really you hyping don't it up right remember. now. Remember, remember when uh, the Arkham Knight game came out, and I knew who yes. was it, and I I didn't. I never spoiled it. No, no, I, you did. I actually Several times. no. I no. I said I was going to, and I never did. And this is the to thing. Me, I, I don't mind spoilers at all. I really don't care about spoilers. But yeah, I try not to spoil things to people. Let's just say I had a, a fun. I like to spoil their lives, not their entertainment. Let's just say I had a lot of fun reading it. Okay. We'll say that then, right? We're, we're in agreement. I, I, I but will. especially had fun going and listening to that DCR podcast. This is uh, a DC. Can, can do, you go do back you really, and listen to us talk about this? The Patreon. No, the I don't DC, think that we were talking we weren't doing about it then. No, no I, I don't we think that we were doing it just quite then. I think we were hey right guys, after that. Just waiting to tell you, I really like DCR better than you. <laughs> I was thinking back about that's, how much I wish you were them. The I'm end. Like, dear, dear science, M. you guys are a bunch of bullcrap. 10 minutes and they were in and out. You guys waste all that time. I ain't got time for that. At the time, I think I was only collecting Red Lantern, Charles Soule, which to this day is still one of my favorite DC series. You like that as well, right? See, you and Alex have a lot in common. You know what? Because (laughs) there was a really great ending to the Red Lantern and stuff like that until Sam Humphreys came in and destroyed it. Yeah, there you go. Rings And and people like, Sam Humphreys was on Red Lantern? No, he just threw it in the beginning of Green Lanterns. Rage seed. Yeah, I think you have the rage seed now. You are the rage seed. One thing for sure. (laughs) And it's fun too because I can fight you because my willpower is spiking. One thing for sure. I better call Sodom Yak. Get that Ion Entity deal over here, buddy. One thing for sure that would have been nice for those DC podcasts to have had was precious time stamps. (laughs) I'll get a hold of them and tell them. Anyway. That's it. I don't have much to say about you guys. Uh, I mean, Batman and the Outsiders is kind of starting to bore me. And even Dexter Soy is not keeping me interested. Still enjoying Hawkman and loving that J-Lo. Also, I wanted to say I think that overall Year of the Villain has been fun. And I think it's important to remember that even though it has been wonky and it has been taking too long, it's been pretty nice that the DC continuity attempt to align with itself over now pretty much except for hell arisen like the first paragraph the fun reading these universes is to bounce book to book like when one is using the dc app as a way to follow one continuity connection to another eric that's what he says have a good week very we love that dc universe app i know you do i'm more of a marvel guy i'm more on the marvel side of that fence there but i I was a child yeah, really, do you? <laughs> you? You should. It was yesterday. I mean, really. You remember when you were a child, you're there playing with your Transformers I'm and doing child. all this stuff. There, there's no real bridge between the child and what you have present day. But uh, you I'm don't like really you, Jim, have to remember there is a bridge. Things. It's called size. Yeah, that is true. You have a bridge, too. It's called your father's death, you asshole. <laughs> your, your dad's I'm not even too. supposed to curse. <laughs> you seem to worry more about it than me. Yeah. I sit there. I'm telling you, when I want to have a pick-me-up, I, I just sit and think, what are the fun things in my life that I can think back to? Yep, and you're I a think monster. of a couple jokes, and I think of my dad dying and me being able to pretty much speak my piece on his death and he couldn't do anything about it can't hit me now dad can't beat me to a pulp and put me in the hospital every three weeks my my dad never beat no me. <laughs> he ended up he trying to one guy. time i was too quick eh, 
he wasn't a great guy, but he wasn't a bad guy. He taught me some things that I remember, uh, you know, that were good life lessons. One being don't buy a drink at the Chinese buffet. I mean, really, I have to help him from that all the time. Yeah, yeah, really. He's had that. No, I'll tell you, the one thing, he was not racist. He was actually the opposite of that, which shocks me. I'll tell me. you this. He's not racist. My good. Well, I'm saying he, he taught me that. That was something very early that I, I realized that that was not a thing to do. And then that was good. So he taught me that. Uh, he was very, actually, he was very accepting to anything but me. That seems to be the case. Anything with me was ridiculous. Anything that he got, and it was fine. Shooting guns, he ended up cleaning worried the about gun. something now. God. Shooting the ceiling. Tell us your history, your father. Back in the day, Eric, I want to tell you, I was a little kid, Eric, uh-huh. and I just now needed just guidance. Man. I needed guidance. This little man is going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> this little man is going to beat you up so bad. I am going to need somebody else to join me on this podcast. You're going to be in traction, buddy. <laughs> Back to me and my dad. Uh, yeah, I just needed guidance. I just needed somebody to have an encouraging word once in a while. And he it was pretty needy, a, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, at least my dad was there. I mean, I can't what complain. My dad never ran drunk into the KFC sign because in the middle of a snowstorm. Well, if he, he did, he never chicken. told you about it. No, no. My dad would have thought ahead and bought seven gigak buckets of chicken and had them frozen or something. Hey, oh, Blizzard's coming? Better go to KFC Blizzard's right now. Coming, get you know, he'd be like two Tell weeks you, of That's one of those things in Pennsylvania. I'm sure it's like this all over the country where you know there's a snowstorm coming, so you have to go out and you got to get eggs, milk, and bread. This yeah, seems to be yeah. the big thing you have that to do in Pennsylvania. Thing. I'm sure it's everywhere else, too. Exactly. I'm sure. Winter household better get seven buckets of chicken. All right, uh, what's that? A snowstorm's coming in three months. Get that chicken. I need some tasty Claire's. I need some rib sandwiches. Keep going. My dad's like, he's not a doomsday prepper. He's just a guy who has a lot of food stored away that he eats all the time. That's what he was. A big he's just fat a meal self. prepper. <laughs> he's a big fat so is what he was. Sincerely, Alex M. P.S. Looking forward to Monday's pop show. Jim, I attached a leg from an article about feral super pigs. That could be a good story. So we'll probably be feral talking about that. Yeah. And really, when I saw feral super pigs, I said, well, Stop what, it. Is, Stop what, it. what is Jess and Eric doing? Oh, What's going on? I'm telling you, he said that. Uh, I didn't mean it, Eric. You know, she'll probably, I know what she'd say. She'd what did that short guy say that? I'll kill you both. I'm going to come up. I'm going <laughs> to expect you both. Because she hears you talking. She's way nicer than I am. She hears you talking. I see her when she drops you off. I wave and she gives me the finger and goes up. I'm like, I'm going to get you, woman. I'm going to get you good. <laughs> what I say. Uh, the, the, on, uh, yesterday, on Friday, I did not think you were going to show up at work. And, uh, oh no, it was actually Thursday. And Jess, I saw Jess, uh, going as i was coming in i'm like all right he's there that was and then you didn't think i was gonna be there on Jeff. friday yeah then i didn't think friday and i was pissed tell tell him I our boss in. i will slice him I, I the same deal that i'm saying to you now i'm like i will go and i will slice him i'm not joking <laughs> i will slice him she got scared she actually did get a little scared of me and i didn't care i don't care how things go like that but that's the mail. That's the mail. The pop <laughs> show on Monday. Goes, but, um, I know now why Eric doesn't come in all the time. I think yeah. he's fearful for I his think life. He's fearful. He is threatened for- all the I time. I've never seen Jim have a knife, but he keeps yelling about slicing people. I don't <laughs> understand. But that is it. That's the end of the mail. Thanks, Alex M, for uh, writing in. And we're going to go off now. 
to probably have me talk about something by myself, Eric. Oh, yeah? Who knows? I don't oh, know. Oh, by myself? We'll say all by myself. But we're also going to go and we'll eventually get to the end of the podcast. I'm just going to spell it out. We're going to get to the <laughs> end eventually of the podcast. Then uh-huh. we're going to have our book of the week eventually. Uh-huh. And then we'll tell you what's going to come up next week on the books. Then Good. we're going to get done. Good. Then we're going to stop. And then me and Eric, when the mic goes, talk trash on everybody that we know. That's basically right. what happens, right? All right. So we're going to go off now to something. All right, it's just me without Eric, and I'm going to be talking about Harley Quinn number 70, a book that we haven't had on the main podcast in a while, though I did review issue number 69, dude, uh, on, on the, I don't know why I hit that, on the Patreon show, The Leftovers, where I do some books that we hadn't been doing. So since I did that, I'm ready to jump back into Harley Kind of ditched it uh, after Sam Humphreys came on. We were reviewing a bunch of Sam Humphreys issues. Uh, They didn't like it. He ended up blocking us. So I was like, the heck with it. Why are we even talking about this? So we stopped talking about Sam Humphreys hardly. But here I am. I'm back with issue number 70. And I'm going to give you the credits. And then I will give you what they have for the solicit. The credits are written by Sam Humphreys. Art by Sammy Bassery. Hi-Fi and Dave Sharp. And here is the solicit, which says Harley's Los Angeles adventure takes an unexpected turn when she joins up with an underground wrestling troupe. With her penchant for drama, violence, and over-the-top behavior, Harley Quinn fits right in with her new group of friends. But when one of them winds up dead, Harley must track down the killer before they strike. And you have that solicit and it does make it seem as if this story has gone on a while it really hasn't you ended up having an opening for this in issue number 68 the issue ended with harley kind of one two pages showing that she was going to be a wrestler so if you were going to jump into this number 70 i think that a lot of people would think that boy i must have missed six issues this must be you know the middle of an arc it's not really Uh, It still deals with one of the big things in Harley's life right now is that her mom has recently died and she's run to Los Angeles to try to get away from things, not run into the same people, get rid of the superhero type deal, you know, that sort of deal. And also just everything in New York and stuff. So she's just gone all the way across the country and to get her mind off of things has become a wrestler. And that's always fun. Right? It is. And the art by Sammy Bassery is great in this. So if you just wanted to have great, fun-looking art, you you could just use this issue. That That's worth, actually, the price of admission, as they say. The story itself is okay. It just feels like you're missing something. And the thing, it comes to, to play at the end. When you get to this end, now, also, that solicit says Harley hanging out with her friends, but when one ends up dead, well, you go into this issue. If you read that solicit and then go in the issue, you're waiting to see all these other friends because it's very easy to pick who's going to be the one who dies because there's only one friend, and it's her friend Alicia. But we we end up kind of a cold open where Harley looks like she's in the back of an ambulance after getting the crap kicked out of her, about to pass out while kind of smiling, uh, and says, what do you think happens to us when we die? Seems like she's happy to go off. Uh, And she's had some problems, but it seems like the wrestling has taken her mind off of things. She's in what ends up being a tag team match. She's fighting Crux. Uh, If you don't know Crux, he's a crazy D-list villain pretty much. And that's what this is. It's like a D-list villain fighting deal, though Harley is a little better than that. But she's here trying to get away. So she's there. It's Queen Harley. Uh, She ends up 
giving a lot of uh, crazy moves. You know, the queen with the brutal elbow drop. You end up having her have the royal clothesline as one of her finishing or at least special moves. Though the moves and the names for the wrestlers here, not not very imaginative. I, I would have thought that they would be a little more imaginative, especially with Sam Humphreys also doing Dial H and having all those crazy superhero names and stuff that he likes to do in that. Uh, this is pretty tame. Uh, but she ends up kind of, you know, beating up Crux a bit, but then he tags in his partner, and it's Rosie the Riveter from the Demolition Team, which is a good callback. That is an old callback, and it's funny because the Demolition Team did debut in Green Lantern number 176 in 1984, created by Len Wein and Dave Gibbons, and it's kind of like a DC Wrecking Crew kind of deal, and just that they were a Green Lantern villain is pretty funny, but Rosie jumps in. It's Rosie the Riveter, and she's allowed to use a riveting gun because... She, that's a signature weapon. You're allowed that in this underground wrestling. She, Tarly ends up finally tagging in. You see her partner, Alicia, yelling, tag me in. I'm right here. Harley seems to be enjoying the pain. And it's even spelled out by the announcers. I think Harley's enjoying the punishment. Well, we kind of know Harley. She might be. But she tags in. Alicia comes in and just knocks the crap out of Rosie. And they win. And they're very happy. And backstage... They are there talking, and that's where you're supposed to get this quick, very quick kind of connection between them. Uh, but again, it feels like there's just something missing. So when they're going, they end up with the big manager of the wrestling come in, and it's baby face. Looks, it's so hideous looking with a baby face on a big giant body. He says, all right, that was great. You guys are the best. But, you know, we end up having the March Massacre event coming up. And unfortunately, Dust Devil broke his ankle cleaning his gutters. And these are the jokes. Uh, so I need you two to fight. And, but not only fight, I need you to throw the fight, which is kind of a funny thing to throw into a, a wrestling motif here about the idea that I need you to make this fight predetermined with a winner. And, you know, it kind of seems odd because some people are betting on this wrestling. But with that, he, Babyface does a li- weird deal, and it seems like Sam Humphreys kind of shows that he doesn't really know a lot about wrestling and really doesn't watch it because he's used to hearing the stuff about this, throwing fights and things like that in a uh, boxing movie. Because then he says to Harley and Alicia, you know, Harley's going to win, and Alicia, you're going to go down in the seventh round. Like seventh round in a wrestling match, then that's just not. Then that's kind of shows that you don't really know what you're talking about. But he goes and and Harley says, "I don't throw fights." And Alicia's never lost one. No, I'm not doing it. I'm getting out of here. Screw you, babyface. And uh, I wish it was babyface the the singer. That'd be funny, but it isn't. And so he says, "Hey, you're gonna lose a lot of money. This is tons of money that I'm gonna give you for this." And Harley's like, "I don't care about the money. I'm out. I do this wrestling for my health." And she goes off. Now, the problem is Alicia, as we find out, is a single mother, hardly lives with her, actually is living with her uh, in her stay in Los Angeles. And she's a single mother that could use the money. And so Harley is kind of torn through with that. The idea of, you know, her friend here is could have some money that could really help her and her daughter and get a new apartment, move to a better place, you know, all that sort of deal. But Harley goes, she's like, hey, I'm going to go out. 
Uh, I'm heading home. And when she goes out, there's tons of people waiting for, you know, Harleen, you rule. Hey, Harley, I love you. The queen, you know, yelling. And she's loving it because this is letting her forget about, you know, the pain of her mother passing. Uh, She ends up taking a picture, a selfie with this one girl and then says, you know, hey, can you send me that? I want to show my mom. Oh, right, my mom. And then the art goes, and all of a sudden, everything's dark with Harley all by herself. And it's, it's well played out. It really is. And again, Sam Sam Bassery's art is so good. Uh, but yeah, so you have that, and you move on, and now we're going to be introduced to, you know, Alicia a little more. But her daughter, the problem is, because I haven't seen her daughter, I thought that her daughter was Alicia at first. And even with these kind of... Uh, Pet names doesn't come out and say it's like, hey, donk, donk, hey, honk. And this crazy dialogue between Harley and Alicia's daughter. Uh, and so with this, and it's Becca, her daughter, and they're having fun. But then you have Alicia come out, man, you're the worst. You know, you're, you're a bad influence on my daughter, Harley. But then they're talking and it's all about, are we going to have this fight? And Harley doesn't want Alicia to lose her undefeated streak. She doesn't want to fix a fight, but it does mean, you know, getting a lot of money. And the way that it's going to be fixed is that Alicia is so good that they would never think Harley would win. And that's what Harley's mad about. Like, there's no way I'd ever be able to beat you. And I I don't trust Babyface. I don't trust any of this stuff. But... You end up where she is conflicted because this could really help her friend out. Harley goes off to have a drink. It seems, you know, some morning drinking maybe. And here's some karaoke and it's Booster Gold. Booster Gold is singing some karaoke and he comes over. She wants no parts. I'm like, hey, Harley Quinn, man, how hell are you? And I go, oh, man, it's Booster Gold. Hey, let me buy you a drink. All right, it's Booster Gold. And they start talking. And the funny thing about this is the good thing that's played out by Sam Humphreys here is the idea that Booster, especially the Booster with Harley, uh, you know, kind of goofy, but he is a good listener and actually has some good advice. Uh, This does bring up Heroes in Crisis, which you end up never knowing what continuity really or, you know, kind of that skewed continuity that the Harley book would be in. But he does mention it. And it's it's kind of a, a not a fun thing, but it's kind of a well played out thing where Booster's like, "Hey, what are you doing? You know, what are you, you know? Eh, I don't want to talk about it, Booster. What are you doing?" He's like, "Well, ever since that Heroes in Crisis thing, you know, people have been looking at me weird, even though we weren't the murderers, but they still kind of look at me odd." So I, you know, ran to Los Angeles, kind of like Harley, and then Harley does kind of tell Booster what is going on with her, but also. And says, my mom died and everybody's looking at me like in weird ways also, like Booster says. But with Harley, it's like, I don't know. She doesn't like the attention and the attention brought about by her mom dying. And this is the thing, though. This is going to come to play because she has run to Los Angeles to get away from this pain. But the pain doesn't go away. So she's going to have to deal with it. But Booster ends up giving her real good advice where you end up having Harley say, I'm supposed to do this, you know wrestling and the wrestling shady commissioner he wants me to fix a fight i'm not into it and then booster says well then don't fight well you know it'd be a lot of money for my friend and her daughter i mean a lot of money well then do it and then harley says but everyone's pushing me to do it and i don't like that and then booster says sounds like you're sick of getting pushed around by life and it's stopping you from what you really want to do maybe 
And then Harley's like, damn you, Booster Gold, because he's right. He's giving her advice, and it's good advice. Well, that's when Harley decides to wrestle, goes and surprises Alicia by showing up, says, all right, let's go. We're going to go and do this wrestling match. But big thing is Alicia has this pendant that seems to give her her powers. This is super-powered wrestling. So what Harley says is, listen, and, and Harley doesn't have powers except being crazy pretty much. And uh, you end up having her take this necklace, say, hey, Alicia, don't wear your necklace. You know, let's it's the jade feather, which she whatever. She's like, don't wear that. You kill me if you do that. Let's just do this. We'll fix it. Now, again, if you're going to have this be legitimate and you're going to have this be something where there are people betting, I would say that if I bet on Alicia and I saw her not have that pendant on, I I would lose my crap. I would go and demand my money back and be pissed because that's her power. And if you're going to have superpower wrestling and she's going to lose, this is going to end up being the big thing that's point out that it's fixed and something's wrong. Uh, but yeah, Harley ends up pinning Alicia and then kisses her because it's all fake. And like the winner, Harleen, the queen. And that's where Harley's like, oh, my God, that was so great. Runs backstage. Then afterwards goes to find Alicia. Oh, Alicia, that was so great. We did so good. You and your flying double kick. Oh, my. It was the best thing ever. Where are you? Oh, no. The jade feather's gone. I guess she couldn't wait to put that back on, huh? And then you go off where she goes into the shower and like, you who I won't look hey, up and Alicia's dead and Alicia's dead in in a way that mirrors Heroes in Crisis. It's a Heroes in Crisis panel. There's no doubt about it. You have uh, Sammy Bassery is trying to mimic that for, you know, the idea that Booster was in and set up. But why do I want to be reminded by that? I don't want to be reminded by that. Now, maybe Harley's seeing things. Maybe this is something that is a kind of PTSD type thing from what did happen at the sanctuary, but really don't don't reference that. It, it's it's awful. And again, you're you're in an issue where you're trying to have fun with this wrestling, and then there is a awful bloody murder at the end uh, with a character that we hardly got to know, and who has a daughter uh, waiting for at home. All these things just really throw off the fun of the issue. And again, if people have been reading it, they'll tell me it hasn't been all fun and games. Her mom has died, things like that. But please don't don't reference Heroes in Crisis this much, this close to the, you know, the deal. It's really it is horrific. But other than that, I love the art. I did end up having some fun with the wrestling, though a little was off. Booster is great. Booster showing up doing the karaoke. And also, he has these like specs, the yellow specs, but they're not the goggles. And I really like his look in this. I think it's really cool. Uh, yeah, and, and with that, then, I'm going to give it a 7, uh, maybe a 7.5, actually. I'll go 7.5. Uh, the art, again, it's it's great. There are some moments that are pretty good. Sam Humphreys, you know, trying to have some fun. Uh, but also what Sam Humphreys' whole run seems to be is where he is getting praise, and I think he's going with this, is the idea that it's not just Harley, you know, holy cremoli and running around and doing wacky things. There's half and half. There's half wacky and also mix in, you know, the real and the, the emotions and a, a Harley character progression that he wants to have. Uh, and it's it's good. I like the idea of Harley running away and trying to get away from her problems, but she can't. That's really good. It's just that you throw in other characters that you barely know and then slaughter them at the end. 
It's it's not great that way. But 7.5, I'll go with. Thanks for listening to me talk about Harley. But I'm going to go off now to a new segment that we haven't had in a while. So it's not really a new segment, a reboot, if you will. Uh, it is the Brant and Rapes. <laughs> out and it's back to the rant and raves because it's time for the rant and raves i don't know if that even makes sense but hey uh we're gonna do this again we're gonna try to do this from now on and how you can get involved is to go over to the website speakpipe.com slash weird science it's s-p-e-a-k P-I-P-E dot com slash weird science one word. I'm going to put this in the show notes as well so you can go and just click on there and go over and leave messages. And if you are new to the podcast, this seems to always get out of control, but there is a bit of a time limit on this one to keep my sanity. But we're going to start off. We have two rent and raves for the first thing. And the first one, very quick, very, very quick. Here you go. Yep, that's what we usually get. And that's what we usually get here at the rant and rave line. Uh, The next one, though, quickly into it is from Timberfire uh, from the Patreon. He is part of the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop. And he is going to rant and rave about the cost and amount of comic books that are out on the shelf today. Take it away, Timber. Hey, Weird Science. My biggest pet peeve right now with comic books is it seems like there's too many. And then trying to keep up is my biggest pet peeve. Uh, For some reason, it seems like that even though you try to cut back, it still costs you about $20. And at that price, I could buy food or a dinner or any other thing for entertainment and and that, that's a food and and i buy food for entertainment that's what i do and, and really i i really do and i spent me and logan just did go to the sushi uh all you can eat sushi place and we spent fifty dollars uh there oh my so yeah there's a lot of deal but yeah it, it, there are a lot of books now dc it's funny we say there's a lot of books in the week that We don't have a lot of books on the DC podcast this week, but we don't actually cover all of them as well. And 
it is tough. Uh, you know, overall, there are a ton. Marvel has just a trillion books that come out each week. I do like that variety, but a lot of times I forget how much people have to spend on the book. So I'm a jerk like that. Hey, weird science. Oh, my. I ended up starting it up right over now, again. What am I doing? It seems like there's too many. And then trying to keep up. This is what happens when you don't have it uh, for a while. For some reason, it seems like that even though you try to cut back, it still costs you about $20. And at yes. that price, I could buy food or a dinner or any other sushi. Thing. And it just seems ridiculous. It's getting to the point where, like, I just, I don't even know if the hobby's really worth it. I mean, it, yeah, and that, and that's and tough. I mean, I'm enjoying some of these indie books that I'm finding. Like, for example, I read I Hate Fairyland. I like that book a lot. That's pretty uh, good. Descender and Ascender are wonderful books. No idea about those. It just, it just, it's getting, it's getting bad. I mean, I, yesterday, as of recording of the 7th, I went, of February 2020, I, I went to the comic shop and picked up stuff to play catch up on Justice League Odyssey. And then okay. I saw that they had Green Lantern Black Stars. Uh-oh. Well, I shouldn't have picked up Green Lantern Black Stars because yeah. it was a waste of money. I, a lot of people love that book. I do not. Uh, I really struggle with it. I'm struggling with the Green Lantern book in general. Uh, but yeah, that's the problem. The problem is there's so many books, but that's also the problem is it gets expensive and you're not going to want to try something new. And that's why you'll get DC giving us everything Harley, Joker, Batman, because they're afraid of putting out something new uh so that's a problem should have known better after reading 12 issues and wasting money on that yeah that hunk of junk and it's like hunk of junk okay so you spend all this money and what do you get you maybe get like maybe 30 minutes of entertainment right it, it, it's getting if you read like me it's like an hour and a half actually i gotta hit the drums again yeah <laughs> i'm telling you for the most part yeah a lot of these comics you, you can just zip through and it does end up being expensive it does it's getting bad I just... now that's why i actually do uh you know suggest to a lot of people that you get the apps get the marvel and the dc app then you just you know spend that little bit each month and get tons i don't see why the industry has to have like such an ex- but you know for for our podcast i need you to buy all the new books so you know what we're talking about too it's a hobby whenever i started they always had this thing in the dc comics drawing the line at 2.99 yeah like okay this is great you know it's 2.99 it's affordable i can pick up maybe a couple titles here and there the thing is you don't realize that you know they can still say they're drawing the line at 3.99 it still rhymes it rhymes all the way up to whatever they wanted to rhyme to come out like with $12. No, can't do that anymore. Now I can pick up five titles and without a discount because I get a discount at my shop. Ooh. $20, bucks, you know? Yeah. It, it's, just, it's just bad. And I'm getting to the point where like, I'm looking through my comicsology and I'm wanting to go digital more because I'm tired of the pile of the books and it's easier if I can just click through stuff. Yes, I don't physically own them, but at the same time, I can go through it and be like, hey, I want to read this or hey, I want to drop this. Yeah, I, I am all digital. I am all digital. Even the stuff that I actually do buy and don't get review copies, I, I just go all digital. I have a bunch of physical comics and they're physically right across the room from here. I'm looking on a shelf that is falling apart. And I don't have to stiff my comic shop at the same time. Yeah, so that's what sucks. Mostly, mostly cost is my biggest pet peeve right now. I mean, I'm trying to go through the X-Men titles and I've dropped them all and my 
How about that they, they could do this? Because you have a digital comic and they usually do charge the same and it kind of stinks and all that. People get upset about it. What happened if because that would ruin the comic shop? What happened if you go into the comic shop and the comic shop actually gives you the – I don't know how it works. But you could actually buy the digital from your comic store owner that does end up giving you a bit of a discount because they only have to pay that much, you know, do that dis- distribution model. But what the deal with that work? I don't know. I don't even know if anybody knows what I mean. Uh, but you know, some way to get that involved, shop physically. But then I keep wanting to go back to them because I just really want to read them. But at the same time, I'm looking at the cost. And I'm like, well, this makes my digital pull almost eighty dollars, including sprinkles of like Savage Avengers, Daredevil, Ascender, Savage Avengers Five, you know, just. Just sprinkles of different things, and it's just it's just awful. I don't understand the point. I mean, I know Daredevil needs to be on everybody's pull list, by the way. That it, it just it, it's just it's just bad, and I I wish that there would be a better way of being able to collect billing, but I don't know. Uh, what are your all's thoughts on this stuff? I would I would love to hear on the podcast what you think of it because I, I it's just bad, and I, I hope that something changes soon because if not. I'm just going to have to drop out of it and then just go to the library and read books. Again, I, I would tell you that, especially Marvel, because Marvel only is six months behind on the Marvel Unlimited app, uh, as long as you can stand, you know, waiting a half a year for the new stuff to come out there. But it's new to you if you haven't read. And that's where I think a lot of people are going to go, where you did have DC. They were afraid to do their app because of that. And they were afraid people wouldn't buy trades and things. But the library is a good deal, too. But again, you end up having the trades coming out a little later. I really do like the apps. And unfortunately, you just use the app, maybe figure out what you might like to get physically, still get you know one or two things physically if you like to do that but make it so that it's something that you know is good but that that's the problem you don't want to take chances when you go in and take chances that could cost you twenty dollars a week a lot of people don't have that money to take those chances it's why everybody kind of goes with the things that they know are good and that's why again it sucks because that's why DC doesn't like to take their chances as well because those don't sell. And then you end up getting a book like a Martian Manhunter by Steve Orlando. And I see the reviews. I haven't read an issue. I know that Jeremy was reading it way back and it was driving him nuts at points, but he did like it. But you end up having a book like that, that people who are getting the review copies, getting them for free, end up reviewing it and loving it. But people don't want to take that chance and yeah, it sells like 12,000 in the book. That's one of the highest rated books in the last year. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know what they can do. A lot of times you want the digital to be a lower price so that people can afford it because it is digital. You don't have the cost of the deal, but then that puts the, you know, the brick and mortar shops out because then they're, you know, playing the game where you can get it cheaper online, things like that. So it, it is tough. I just think that you have to, I don't know, just. Hope that things get better. Hope that the comics are, are really good. That's why I think people go by certain, you know, writers or artists where you're just going to follow them wherever because you are down with their style, down with them, and then you don't take chances. It just stinks. It, it stinks. It's, it's expensive. Even even on somebody that doesn't have much of a budget, it's, it's still expensive. Thanks, guys. Keep it up.
And that was the end of the Rent Raves. Thanks to Timber Fire getting me all depressed. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. I guess there's the part where I hear people say, oh, man, these books stink. I hate what DC's doing. I hate what Marvel's doing. I hate what whatever's doing. I'm getting out of this. I'm, but I know that they'll be back because once they hear something or whatever, and a lot of times these people are just frustrated and they end up, I say it all the time, I'm done with this. Uh, but the problem is when it comes down to the money aspect of it, that that doesn't change unless you end up getting, you know, a better job or you decide, OK, I'm not going to eat. I'll get these comics. And that's what stinks. I think that it also goes and I think Timberfire uh, also would probably admit that, like he said about black stars and things like that, when you get that combination of you can't afford it, but also the books are stinking. Then you start to really look at the individual like, okay, I'm out. I can't afford this. But it's also because of the quality. If the quality was up there, you kind of can look past some things. So I just hope that, especially since we're on the DC podcast, I just hope that the DC books end up starting to hit a little better. There's a lot of books that are just doing nothing. And when you end up where, you know, and, and this is the other thing, Timberfire, you open up a can of worms here. There's also the idea of, is it worth getting individual issues when it takes six to eight issues to tell one story? Now you're spending all that money on just that one day. When now you want to say, I'll just wait for the trade. And when you're just waiting for the trade, you're not involved with talking to people on the day the things come out and the excitement kind of dies off a little. And you start, eh, I don't really need the trade. And then you're done. And it stinks. But I think that it really does start not with the price, but with the quality. And that's when you start looking at the price and you start looking at how much your pull list is and realize I got nothing from spending all this and you say $20 we have people in the slack that you've seen that have over $100 in their pull list and, and just imagine getting $100 plus of comics and then coming back and every time sitting there well here's my seven DC books oh they stunk Put those aside. Let me get all oh, my Valiant books. These are awesome. Well, what are you going to do is stop getting DC and get more Valiant or Boom or Dark Horse, all these things or Marvel or whatever, vice versa. It all gets swirled around. But yeah, I, I think that the problem is to me is the quality and also the storytelling not hitting in issue per issue. It stinks. But that's the rant and race. Now you got me a thinking. But yeah, thanks, Timberfire. Thanks. Whatever that first one was. No, we always get, I know who it was, but, you know, thank you for that. And, yeah, everybody, if you want to call into the Rent and Rave, like I said, you end up going to speakpipe.com slash weird science, and then we'll talk about a bunch of things. And you can just call in and say, oh, my God, I just read Legion of Superheroes, and it stinks. You know, that's kind of the thing as well. You don't have to, you know, have a crazy thing to talk you could just you know get your frustrations out that's what it or you know tell everybody something that you read that you think is the greatest thing it doesn't have to be just dc either you can come and say hey everybody who doesn't like this book you know say you don't like batman you should be reading daredevil at marvel that's just me i'm gonna call in and say that uh but that is that thank you and we're gonna go off to finish off the podcast Don't go changing and try and do more. You never did that much before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I 
don't imagine Jess even loves you And she'll be walking out the door I wouldn't leave you In times of trouble I'd be right here to make fun of you Good times. There's only bad times. I hate you just the way you are. Ah, yes, Eric, a tribute song to you. I, I, like I spent it. I spent all afternoon writing songs about you. That's one of like seven. Imagine. I have so many. You are I have so, so many with me oh, yeah. that you sit there spend all oh, day writing so songs so many of them and they all end up if they weren't all terrible no that they, they all end up just you're throwing shade of course they the are time. and you know what that means it's time for the books eric it's back to the you books know, that's, that's what that is right yeah yeah i'm like i i write too many songs about uh tom king and brian michael bennett let's get to the next let's next get to subject. the real problem let's eric get to my, shea. my real paramour eric shea all right there he goes there you're my muse you are uh but here you're we my are abuse. <laughs> oh my god i i ended up and i i didn't quite finish that i wanted to put it out because i had the door slamming shut i was gonna have all these sound clips oh i was so happy with it i'm actually crying i was laughing as it was going on i just started laughing again yeah yeah there's a lot of eric shea songs that i was doing they sending them to random people stuff like that oh yes all right uh that one i believe i sent to pete from nyc he's in india uh right so now and i figured india? he's there for work i guess i don't know he's there from he's there in india i figured he'd like a little eric shea shade throwing song that leads us into our last book of the night which is justice league odyssey number 18 you you see though that that one did not mention transformers eric i did about seven songs five of them mentioned transformers all you got you really know nothing about except for the idea that i like to buy transformers you like to and i know hubcap and starscream eric that's what i know that's all i know uh we're here with justice league odyssey number 18 and uh, yeah, here here we go. Are you ready? You I'm ready. ready for this? I'm ready, baby. I'm, I'm paging up there. Just like I've seen number 18 is written by Dan Abnett, art by Cliff Richards, Rain Barreto, and and World Design. We continue our story at the edge of the known universe where we get all our heroes together and ready to take Beyond. the fight to Dark Side and the new, new gods, gods, with their <sighs> new buddy, Epic. Epoch, Epoch, however you want to say it. I say Epoch. You can say no. Epic. You can go either way. No, the you... the U.S. people say Epic, so I were in I the U.S. I've never heard anybody say that. Yeah, that's epic. how you pronounce it. That is the way the you yeah, and we I talked about it last e- time. I know you did, and you called him Epic, and I called him Epoch. Yeah, no, I said I go with Epoch, but then I got nervous that you went with Epic, but you went with no. Epoch. I don't know what's going on. Uh, he's a guy out of an end of time. And then a bunch of outfits. He's like Lady Gaga in concert changing them outfits. And ready to reboot the DCU. And that's the big thing. When you get to the part. He's non-linear. He is. He might be unmoored. He might be unhinged. We're not sure. But he is talking in a way 
that he knows what's going on. He's down with what's going on, Eric, and he wants to change it as if it would be a reboot. He even mentions reboot at one I'm point. You, the weird part is for what we how we left Justice League number thirty nine with the idea that our heroes are rushing into this doorway where we're going to go to some event where we're going to make all stories matter so we can uh, yeah. like uh, attack Perpetua. It really does seem like this is Epoch's plan as well. We're like, all right, I'm going to build this thing and I'm going to open up and like everything there. So like you know we can do the same thing eventually. Does this mean that Just League Odyssey is the the biggest book in the DC universe well, right now? The well, most important. Eric- let me finish my blurb oh, here. I but, thought you were uh, before, done. No, no. Before I, I go on, do you think that Epoch's plan is epic? Do, it gets a little wonky, and even as a Bill and Ted feel at times, but I don't hate it. I'm sure that Eric will claim it's the most important <laughs> book in the DCU now. See, there you go. I, I think that I'm Epoch. I'm there going in and out You're of time. You're epic. Yeah, yeah. Screw you, buddy. <laughs> here we go. I'm go that right, you, you don't realize I just wrote three. <laughs> uh, we're here and we start off. And one of the things that we were confused with in the last couple issues was the idea that the team got separated. Yeah. You know, we wrapped our head around it, but it, it did end up having a disjointed feel. All of a sudden you end up having, you know, like all the, all these things separated with the deal. And now they're going to be together by the end of this. And that's, we kind of need that. that. That is good to go forward. But in the meantime, we got there because we do have half our team going to Epoch and stuff like that. And then when Gavin Knife is getting there with Orion and, and Jessica Cruz, for some reason, the idea that Gavin Knife is like working for Epoch and this, and this whole thing where we yeah, do have this like the installation set up where we're going to have Gavin Knife go and scrounge parts to continue on so Epoch can build his machine to like rewrite history to make sure that we can like go back in time and we can write out villains and what they're the about to do. Exactly. Stuff, yeah. They are quantum leaping the hell out of this whole thing. Yeah. So that's the plan. But I'm like, Bill we and have, Ted. We, no, no, Quantum Leap, Jim. They're writing okay. things that once went wrong. Okay. But um, the idea that we have this Time guy cut. outside of the physical of the universe, you know, when they like yeah. the source He's wall. Unmoored, the source right? wall has pretty much just gone down a little while ago. Like, when did he decide that he was going to go beyond the physical yeah. plane of the existence? Because the source wall, yes, for us, it's been a while now, but for the rest of the DC universe, it's still kind of like new news. Yeah, it is kind of new. And yeah, new in the grand scope of things. So why is he there or not there? And and the thing is, Orion recognizes him. He, you know, he was We've on Genesis and time. he's, you know, all that stuff going on. But he is kind of, he is kind of unmoored. And so with this going on, I I like the term because it drives you nuts. Uh, But you end up with a lot of, you know, you are kind of treading water until they do come together. But the big thing is this epoch and what his plan will be. But you don't get that just yet. And the thing that worries me about this book is do you think that this will go on until 5G? I'm not saying the book in general. I'm saying this story. Yes. Like, are we going to because it does seem to want to rewrite some things or help out so we have a while before we get to that point you know we have at least what we think five six months even and so by the time that's a lot of it six issues five six issues of this seems very long to go because it seems like this is ready to go right now like you have set this up you have epoch you're mentioning this reboot but because the justice league book ends up having scott snyder go away a little i think that it's going to 
have to meander a little well, bit more. Well, it's such more. a weird idea because we do have the whole thing where we started out in the ghost sector and we had the source wall go down. We had Darkseid trying to get his power back to rebuild Sepulchor so he could actually exist after the source wall goes down and like, you know, go out beyond the natural, the, the physical universe yeah. as we see this whole thing. You know, him and Orion should be the only, you know, new guys at this point to survive since the entire fourth world was destroyed when that happened. But like we, I was always waiting for the time where it really felt like this book and JLD tied into the larger narrative of the Just Like Liquid told it was supposed to when these three justice league books initially came out and now at this point this seems that like you know arcade justice league it's on the back burner for now we get till we get to our big thing this is going to be the thing that really keeps yeah. us going with what it our story seem. is now i'm worried too that epoch's big plan and he is talking i mean it's a grand scheme it's epic if you will eric no. the idea of resetting everything I have a feeling that it's just going to deal with that ghost sector. I have a feeling by the end of this, it's still going to be contained within its own book because you do have to get this stuff right and kind of get or maybe it would be a big thing for it to deal with the source wall like we have said you don't really know what's going on with the source wall right now like you said, it just kind of happened it got destroyed but what's going on and what does that really mean now at one point your most important book the titans book did end up addressing the anomalies that were coming but we kind of pushed away from that as well and it's just no, no. kind of when i said there. the titans was the most important book it was well before it came back with its new team I, and its new mission I do don't recall that, yeah. as, as somebody says, Eric. But still, you ended up having – but that's kind of – the whole idea of the source wall has just been pushed aside. We randomly you, we, see We talked about the idea you, that we're trying to stop planets from, like, you know, leaking out into the – like, yeah. beyond the physical plane of the universe there into bleed space and stuff. I'm like, we've kind of stopped all of that because we got too busy doing other things. Yeah, and, and with this book now beyond the, the deal and before the ghost sector, all these things – I'll tell you, I'll be quite honest. I don't really even think of the setting of this book anymore because it's so wonky and we never really find out exactly the deal. So I'm going with the story and whatnot. But yeah, eventually it has to tie in. It has to do something. And this epoch seems to be the way that it will reset, but it could be bigger by the end. And this is where I kind of got excited while I was reading this when he did start talking about Perpetua. He did start talking about, and I'm meaning epoch, where he's talking about resetting, reboot and all that because it did remind me what we had said before where usually dc with crises and stuff like final Crisis, you would have set these things up for a long time in all the books you'd have mentions and things like that and we are finally getting it it's just in weird books that this isn't weird it's happening in this because it is a justice league book not a lot of people are buying it and you're starting to make this be what you'll claim is the most important book that's cool when did dan to deal what did he get the nerve to say that the big things are going to happen in metal men since then we've seen a couple big things happen in other books why didn't he mention that uh but yeah you have this going on and when they do end up all at epoch things start to cook but before that you have just wonky time travel epoch out of time vibrating through things i just don't think that works out very well for what we're doing here because when we do go to epoch's place where we end the last issue and we're like i'm epoch the lord of time and stuff like that and we have you know Blackfire, dexter and hex there talking to him and as it goes like from panel to panel he is dressed differently we see that he is like we said i said earlier he is non-linear where he is existing in different places in time at the same thing so he'll start talking about stuff from the future but he'll 
he'll also then look like he's from the future who are the past and then he has new clothes on for that yeah i just don't think it played off very well for the transition where he is changing as the like you know they I, are I talking did, the, to him. the only thing that i was interested in one thing i didn't because it's almost and he seems to be out of space and time he's you know like you said on more Eric, you keep saying it uh but the idea of him being like everywhere like it you didn't have to go as far as all of a sudden and he no luther i can't accept your offer i'm not that guy i'm like yeah, you're pushing it a little too far that he's, you know, involved. But well, I did like some is, of I, these little things that he says. I like that the, he was the Luther bit that. way more than I like the idea that Jessica Cruz, when the rest of our team, do like Jessica, Ryan, and, you know, when uh, Gamma Knife, they do show yeah, up Knife. here and they're met by a Jessica Cruz of the future. And then like, and then she just kind of disappears and later on, hey, Jessica, do you sure you don't want to go meet yourself at the door? I'm like, yeah, yeah we, just, the we, we, we just, met, yeah. We just yeah. did this. Why are we yeah, like, referencing that, it now? That, and what happened there? And why? It just seemed like the Luther thing was a little step over because we don't know who this character is, but somehow Luther was in tune to offer him something oh, yeah. that turned him down. It just seemed odd uh, with the whole thing with him going on He's like that. He's going the multiverses but, and giving yeah. people stuff. Yeah, I'm just saying. And then you, you're going. But I did like the little things that he said, you know, kind of like, is that later? Is that now? Is it because he was in a temporal loop? And you do have hacks there trying to figure out how do we get him out of this loop? Try some vibrational deal. That kind of doesn't work. Some and rage. then you just, you just need Dex Star to attack him. And that did it. It knocked him out of there. And he's like, when was I? And yeah, it, it's a neat concept. Uh, but again, Overall, it kind of is wasted page space. Well, it's even neat, all of but- this, because when we start out this whole issue, we have, you know, our heroes, Ryan and Jessica, going up against Zotar and, like, you and know, Gamma and Knife, I'll, I'll tell you, Eric, she's with them as well. So, you know, you're selling her short, but go on. Are you sure? I, yeah, I don't, she's I don't want to bother you now. Okay. No, so Jessica she's there. Cruz you and Ryan are battling Zotar here and Cyborg, you know, as the new new gods. And we do have the Eschaton show up. We haven't seen him in a while. The idea that we had this big, you know, new god killing machine sitting in the background who hasn't done much. I'm like, okay, rip Zotar in half. And we actually have to stop uh, the Eschaton from killing Cyborg because Jessica Cruz obviously doesn't want to see her friend die, this whole thing. But uh, that ends up leading to Cyborg to opening up a boom tube and going back to Dark Side and telling him, like, yeah, Zotar's dead. Uh, they, they got they got some eschaton monster over there. We might want to rethink what we want to do over there. All those para angels you had, they're all gone, and all this is told through a ping. So it's really a Chewbacca situation. Ping? You mean we lost all the the para angels? Ping, ping. Yes. I'm like, yeah. All right. The, uh, the funny thing I like is Zotar. But you know, we hardly knew you. He gets I didn't killed. Nobody, know him. nobody even sheds a tear for him. It's like, He's wait a, a second. There. The thing is, though, you have you have this going on, and now I'm going to kill. So whoa, whoa, whoa. We have a deal. The deal didn't involve Zotar who just gets ripped in half and like eh, forget him uh but yeah you go on and yeah she saves cyborg because that is a weird thing because, comes because of the whole thing with the eschaton becoming the cube and being in the background even where gamma knife came in and said oh man this thing is teeming with omega energy and that's what brought gamma knife into this whole thing i haven't really thought about the eschaton for a bunch of issues now so yeah. when it showed up I'm like all right that is cool because i'm like what is it's the end dark game side exactly what is the end game here when we finally do catch up with dark side if we ever do get back to the point where we get the well, ship dark working. side you know and now dark side knows and he seems to be and it's one of those like ping Heskitan, ping all of them <laughs> he's like oh my you know that's crazy but you know you're setting up this whole deal and i do think that why dan Abnett had this little scene happen you get rid of zotar that we don't really need but also to remind us 
about, yeah. you know, Eschaton because he hasn't been around. And, and yeah, we also, you know, ends up with Orion and also pointing out that there are other new gods around, not just going to be dark side. So you end up really at one point where you have Eschaton, you've now taken new, at new least gods. cyborg off the table when he goes nuts and goes after dark side. Uh, but dark side has his new, new, new gods it's getting just ready. Weird, though. This whole thing with the way the progression of this issue, but it really felt like it was a longer issue than we've a- it actually was for the way that things were progressing. We had this big battle scene with Zotar and the Eschaton. Then we just go off to Epoch doing his non-linear nonsense. And just then having our rest Man. of our heroes showing up to meet up with the rest of the heroes. And then we move off to dark side. I'm like, it did not feel, feel yeah. like it was like told in the best way possible because for a big chunk of this, it's just kind of that whole weird, you know, out of time talking nonsense that really yeah, took up a big chunk. Like it was a kind lot of boring yeah. just to get to the idea like, look, I'm building a machine that's going to be able to rewrite history and we could actually pluck villains out of the timeline so they could never exist to do the things. I'm like, well, that's the story right there. I want to see more of that. But it just seems yeah. weird to have this whole thing. Even when you're like, the Justice League is here. I'm like, none of these people have ever been in the Justice League. This is Hacks, no. Blackfire, yeah. and Dexter. What are you talking yeah. about, Justice League? It just meant hacks. Oh, hacks! You're here. You're the Justice League. I'm but a yeah, no, the, the actual Justice League member is pinging all over the place. So, you know, with Darkseid. But yeah, you, you get reminded of some things. But yeah, it does get caught up in this whole. You know, epoch time. Loop Even when sort we have Jess have her freaking migraines, then go into like the idea yeah. that you know Cyborg he left that message which he had to keep saying over and over again for the past couple issues, and now the message has changed. Like it seems like he Cyborg is still alive inside that new new god body, and he's yeah, trying now to he's break fully out. Talking. And, and yeah. Jessica, she can sense this whole thing. Like, you're going a little bit too far with this whole thing because, like, yep. you know, I don't understand what it means to be this new, new God or how you're communicating with it. Is, the, is it the Omega effect inside you? I don't know. And then, you know, you ended up even having when Jessica did save, uh, you know, Cyborg and he, he went off right before he did pinged or then pinged the, the deal and went off. Orion's pissed. He's like, you just let him go. I mean, this is not what we need. We need to stop these things. And yeah, it's this Look, big I'm thing of Jessica. Yeah, Jessica and uh, Cyborg here. And when he does get a hold of her again, Maybe I'll it kill is Azrael if he comes against. But I'm not yeah, killing like, Cyborg, right? Azrael. Yeah, I hear that. Azrael, Starfire. Let's get you're, rid of you're them. Speaking my tune uh, here, Jess. Yeah. So you end up though with the idea of Cyborg getting back again, and in, in in of the mind. And thank you for saving me. This is in the here and now. You know, it's not just this message changing now. It's, you know, thank you for saving me. I don't know if I can repay you. I still am in his thrall. I can't defeat him. You're going to have to. And then I start thinking, you know, you have Jess there. Uh, She will not do anything to Cyborg. But you would think that Blackfire will go and try to stop Starfire, try to turn her back. I don't know, because Uh, even at one point when Epoch was seeing things out of time and the idea of the whole thing is like, you know, like the uh, whatever the word is, I don't remember, like the idea of the act of killing your sister. It seems like this is a possible future. doesn't mean it's going to happen, but just a word for the idea that that Blackfire is going to kill Starfire. Yeah, she said, or the opposite. Well, we'll see. Uh, And even just the idea, like you said, all of this doesn't really matter because he said there are possible futures. Everything can change, things like that. And I think that that's supposed to set up that if they go right from here, that Blackfire probably will kill Starfire, but something will happen between them that will end up saving them all. Kind of what, you know, Jess is doing with Cyborg. Uh, But it's interesting enough, and it it ends up feeling big where this book never has with the whole deal with Epoch and getting this mention of reboots and things, but that, but I hope that the next issue plays better with it and starts really making this book I just need us to start doing something more than just being, you know, shipwrecked here in the freaking 
can, you know, ship graveyards. Yeah, they're just moving space so we can from finally one space actually to get the, the other. ship rebuilt and then actually go back after Darkseid because it seems like we've just been stalled in this one location yeah. just to get to the idea of Epoch while, the, you know, Darkseid might send some of his goons back to, like, for a while. And, and that's the thing. He had his goons We're there. You here. kill one, you let one get away, and now the goons are getting together the again. The squad's back. It is. The goon squad is. And it is the idea that Darkseid hearing eschaton and saying is. all this and i like it. you say it was eschaton ping ping all of them hmm. ping. but yeah it, it is almost one of those like all right i wasn't gonna do this big plan yet i was gonna kind of see it but we gotta go now you know if eschaton's on its way and it's all of them we gotta start doing crap now so he does gather the forces the new new gods you're gonna go off and do this and we've seen it's pretty well set up we've seen that you have cyborg fighting back and all of this trying to at least but you also see that he can really wreck house and you have all these guys going and it does seem like a formidable thing but you have on the side that eschaton will try to kill all of those if he's not stopped as well and you have some friends there so it is a good setup i like the way that it's coming down this epoch thing is kind of out of nowhere really it just seems like it's just thrown in here to make it bigger but if it plays out well It'll be better served now Like you said we don't have the Scott Snyder just like we have to wait so this could be a bridge to get there yeah. where a lot of people are saying that Van Diddy is not playing maybe this will be the book that you go off to and that's one read of the to see what's going on. We do not understand how it works with the idea that Perpetua snapped her fingers and then the Just League were supposed to be dead but the Quint- uh, the Quintessence the Quintessence I, yeah. I, I, I think is I want to keep saying Quintess, uh, Quint- uh, Quint- Quintessence yeah, from Transformers it's what it is but no the Quintessence you're right is that like the idea that they saved them but the world is still going on for some reason after it's like i don't know what perpetual is waiting for because you know the the story continues from just like 39 in the hell arisen which takes place yeah. after that well so again we- that seems like they ki- she killed the justice league gets them out of the way now you have to take care of the infected with the batman elapsed to get to the next day but like we said we were confused why doesn't she just destroy the planet like we said but yeah so this might be the book where the the actions at i i don't think that it'll be in the jld they're just gonna go and do the you know hey we gotta get swamp thing not saying it's bad but this all of a sudden with this seems like it is upping its game but it's just not quite there yet right is that how you feel with all yes yes yeah yeah yeah, I'm with you. What would you give this? I would end up because I liked the artist issue, but thought that the story, like the way the story was told was a little, it threw me out of what's going on because I'm really invested in this dark side stuff with Sepulchre even, you know, but that go back and have this epoch thing, you're throwing a wrench in and actually creating another cool aspect, the idea of time traveling and stopping like villains before they can act and even stopping perpetuating this whole thing. I do like these concepts. But I just don't think it really has served well here for the way it's told because we have a great battle and then we just have to deal with this non-linear nonsense for a while to get to the meat of it to say, this is what I want yeah. to do just for dark side to say like, okay, I'm going to do what I did before just with some more of these guys. Cause all he's doing is sending some more of the goon squad back just like we had before. But the in the squad. end, I would give it a 6.5 out of 10 because I am invested in the story. I just don't think this issue was all that great in my mind. Yeah. I'm going to go seven. I like the art. Uh, yeah. I just, it makes it bigger and it didn't really play out well enough here. And I, I agree with you. You kind of go, in and out in weird ways and it's not as linear as as it should be and the whole deal epoch gets a little confusing uh but it's interesting to me and this book has become more interesting as we've gone on but yeah i want to know and and it's one of the things when epoch even starts saying stuff to himself and starts talking his nonsense uh and when he says about perpetual and dark side being big thing 
you kind of forget that dark side is because he's just in this book. He's not doing anything but kind of his own little thing. But I hope that this means that he'll get involved in the big scope of things as well as we go. But I'm going to go seven. Uh, What is your book of the week? My book of the week is Just Like Number 40. Mine is Joker Harley Criminal Sanity number three that was on the Patreon. Uh, so playing that game. Oh, yeah. Eric, and uh, here For is what we'll I'm be not. talking about next week. Yeah, that's the case. And next week we have a lot more books. Than this right. week this is going to hit and it's going to hit us hard. We have Batman and the Outsiders number 10 continuing that whole deal. We have Batman Pennyworth RIP. RIP. Number one. I, I don't think there'll be a number two, but we'll see. Uh, that's a big book that people are excited about. We have Catwoman number 20. I have a feeling that we may be dealing with zombies and Raina Creel. Yes, that's yep. just a guess. It's a guess. I don't know. Exposed armpit I'm, Catwoman's not I'm even hurting ourselves. That's the thing, too, for the idea that we have the exposed armpit Catwoman, because I don't like that that, uh, that new design for that. that. Look, we yeah. have that in the Batman book, but we don't even have that in the Catwoman book anymore because she has no. that weird suit that yeah, she keeps she changing out because it seems yeah, like. She's, she's, she's changing out. Outfits like uh, freaking Epoch. You have Gotham City Monsters number six. That's going to end that mini series by Steve Orlando that we jumped in. DC Universe. (laughs) Oh my. Uh, I don't know how well we're going to like this. We were so excited about the Universal Monsters fighting, and then that kind of was a dud, but we did like it more than we got himself a plan. You end up having Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy number six. That ends that series. Hopefully, we'll set up the idea of what Ivy is going forward and maybe sets up what Eric wants all along. The War of the Green. You end up having Harley Quinn, The Birds of Prey, number one. It is the black label Jimmy Palmiotti, Amanda Connor book that continues their run of Harley Quinn. A real odd thing. When I opened it up it and a, saw Red Tool, I'm like, all right. I just like to and imagine get this is what it's going to be is that we have Sam Humphreys and, you know, Amanda Connor. Uh, Sam Humphreys. We have Sam Humphreys run not mattering at all now. It's like, all right, like, Jimmy Palmiotti well, and Amanda Connor are back. Happen. We're going to do this over here and this is just a continuation where we left now, off. No, it's just a continuation that you throw over there and it is. I'm telling you, that's all this is. I was shocked. I'd be shocked. I ended up and again, you start talking. I don't think that... Uh, Sam Humphreys is necessarily ruining Harley. He has a different kind of story. The thing is, I see all these people reviewing it. They love it. I have talked about it tonight, Eric. Uh, Maybe. But you end up where you have critical acclaim. That's because we bailed on it and a lot of other people did. But it's not selling at all. And I think that the DC sitting around like, how is the Harley solo book not selling when every other thing that we put out that's Harley sells. And I think this is the litmus test here where they're like, let's put out a, a you know, a continuation. Pomiani Connor, you get in here. Let's throw this out there. If this sells, then we know that the Sam Humphreys book is a bunch of nonsense and we just get rid of it. I don't understand. But you have Hawkman number 21. That you know, continues. Hawkman. You got the Sky Tyrant. Sky Tyrant. Eric, we have Supergirl number stuff. 39, which if, uh, you know, the things progress, it was Wonder Woman going off to help Supergirl. We have Superman number 20. I have a feeling we'll deal with some sort of repercussions of the identity. I don't know. That's just my guess. That is my guess. There's going to be any repercussions. I'm guessing. I didn't look at it yet, Eric. I'm just guessing. Wink, wink. Superman Heroes number one. That was delayed a couple weeks. That's coming out. And in the meantime, this week coming up, Superman Villains was supposed to come out. And that got delayed three weeks because this is coming out. So we'll see. And that is pretty much the reaction of the heroes to the identity. You know, you can't have that in the regular book. You uh-uh. have to have a special and then get people to pay extra money. Batman's Grave number five. We'll see. 
how that goes. We'll, we'll see. I we had to talk about that. number four. <laughs> it was kind of nonsense. That's going to be a seven to ten page fight. I know that. Yes, like you every are other correct, issue, sir. That's what I hear. I didn't look at Flash number eighty-eight. We have uh, Paradox, the new villain. It uh, looks like his origin story is going to be in that issue. I, I all right, at that Paradox. One. Yeah, the Green Lantern season two, number one. Another one that I have to decide if I can talk about that nonsense by myself. It's so that's a book that is very hard to talk about yourself about. It's a, it's a book that's very hard to talk about other people. See. Now, the next one, this is for Eric's deal because I was going to talk to you about this last night, uh, but I fell asleep. Uh-huh, Eric and didn't uh-huh. wake up until late and then had to do the Marvel podcast. We have the Terrifics number drunk, 25. So and, and I figured, I, I figured you went out. The Terrifics number 25, me and you were catching up on the Terrifics so we can talk about it. You ended up ending a. A story. The, the last issue ended up in arc, so this is the start of something new, but it's not. It's an oversized 25. This is a choose-your-own-adventure oh, no. issue. There's no way you can possibly talk about this on a podcast right. unless you, you in general. Me. I mean, in general, we can say, hey, it was kind of neat, but this is... If you want to follow it. Mr. Terrific, go to page six. I mean, how are you going to do this? So Then we have Wonder Woman number 751. <laughs> my adventure for this review. Yeah, your adventure is no adventure at all. But that's still a choice, like Rush taught me. Wonder Woman number 751, Eric. So we're going to continue on with the legacy numbering. We'll see how that is. And we're going to uh, – that one's on, you know, some thin ice. It's, <gasps> Poor it's got, Wonder. It's got a short hook here. If it does not uh, impress us much, we're putting in the backup is what we're going to do. We don't have a backup. Uh-uh. But, yeah, so those are the books. Two of those Wild will books. be picked by – the badasses of the fresh crew beep, beep, boop to go on the patreon only if you want to listen to that go over to patreon.com slash weird science join up listen to all the other shows there i know what they're gonna pick and i think you do they're both number ones nah, and they're both these side anything. books it's got to be that i didn't even mention batman versus rachel ghoul number four i ain't talking about that right <laughs> well, you why would we to, mention it you want to talk <laughs> you want to talk with me about that book you can come in the number four with no knowledge of any of the others and still be as confused as I am. I so wanna. that would be fun. But that is coming out just to let people know. But a lot of books coming out, two of those on the Patreon spotlight. That's it. Eric, what do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. Keep week. it weird. And we'll weird. see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh!